Albuquerque's macro aggression. Eddie Aragon, the rock of talk. Friday afternoon, I'm Eddie Aragon, The Rock of Talk on AM1600, KIVA, ABQ.FM, rockoftalk.com, 550-5500, Roku TV, Amazon Fire, and Apple TV on the TV, wherever you happen to be, as well as the app at rockoftalk.tv. Don't forget, you can tune in to us anytime at our app at rockoftalk.com. Just point your browser on any mobile device if you're stuck in traffic for 12 hours and corral us on your way home. Great way to go ahead and download the app. And uh, don't forget, ladies and gentlemen, you have to be a subscriber to get a complete and total video replay and a total audio replay, non-commercial, directly available at rockoftalk.chat. Very proud of that property as well. Kick it off for a Friday live afternoon right here in the Kiva with D. Dowd, Muska, and I. Hour one, full of fun. And D. Dowd, how are you? How's the Dowd 3000? Uh, doing well, doing well. I'm uh, at 35 degrees here at the apartment. Uh, that's better than I think we had yesterday. Let's hoping for a little bit more over the weekend, a, a little warmer. I mean, we, this is the Southwest, right? Well, it's the Bipolar Express. I know you haven't been out, Dowd, but let me say no, this. I haven't. <laughs> but, like the Bipolar Express is New Mexico. I, I kind of make fun of it because in the morning, everyone is like hunkering down. By the afternoon, everyone's blasting at 80 miles an hour like they've got nothing to do other than to speed through the highway and wreck people. It's crazy out there, folks. People are driving like there's no tomorrow, truly. Uh, they're taking all sorts of risks and uh, opportunities for themselves uh, because there's not anything that's going to be stopping them from getting home today. Uh, it, it's kind of a funny thing. Like, this is what you get with the desert snows, you know, the uh, the great Southwest, uh, all the cold and all the freeze that you can happen. And then the bluest of blue skies, not to mention the most open of roads and all we need is that sun to shine and the ice is melted and you feel like it's all summer again. That's the way the desert Southwest uh, feels. Lots of fun here on this uh, great Friday afternoon. Uh, part of uh, the fun is the fact that, well, uh, the United States is taking a back seat, ladies and gentlemen, to both Putin and Xi Jinping. That's right. Uh, to China as they start the Olympics. And where does Putin show up on the world stage? in the right place. And that, that is a hegemonic move. If I've ever seen one, uh, letting uh, Biden know just how incredibly weak he is, how incredibly weak the United States is folks. Uh, this is a sad time for this country. You don't realize it yet because no one seems to be paying attention in the first week in February. You're you, you think the entire world revolves around the Super Bowl and Tom Brady and things that are going on. Let me tell you, there's a great big wide world out there. And Putin and Xi Jinping is running it, not the United States of America, folks. And that's exactly what's happening. We'll get into that a little bit later. Let's run through the show, shall we, to kick things off. We're going to kick it off with a lot of fun. We'll get into uh, a little bit of the thin blue line as well as the Ukraine in our, our number two. Randy Andy, New Mexico uh, voter laws uh, as well. How about political corruption? Trump and Biden, Supreme Court. And we'll kick it off with uh, modern sexuality uh, here in this hour one because um, I, I just can't stand it. I'm going to hope to keep D. Dowd on for hour number three. Louis Sanchez in the Kiva live for All hour right. number three. Congressional district number one candidate. So I'm looking forward to that. And Dowd, I know how much you like Louis. I know how much I your do. mom likes Louis. <laughs> she does. Uh, he, he's the quintessential nice guy. Uh, and uh, we certainly hope 
that he's going to make it through to represent the Republican Party. I don't know that anybody could represent the Republican Party in CD1 against Melanie Stansberry in this cycle any better than uh, Louis Sanchez doubt. Agreed. Agreed. There we go. No arguments uh, right there. Let's kick it off with modern sexuality. And uh, it is going crazy, folks. So while the rest of the world is focusing on, you know, China, Russia, you know, the, the, the real, like, the United States has been basically bent into submission, right, between COVID and the economic fallout. Oh, uh, incidentally, incidentally, the same market fallout for Meta, Facebook, yesterday, about $200 billion, is the same amount that Amazon made it up today, folks. I recommend a movie for you. The movie is called General Magic. Pick it up on Apple. If you have yet to watch it, I highly recommend it. It just talks about uh, people who can see the forest from the trees and the people who can't. You might have good ideas, and then there's, of course, those who can't. Uh, Zuckerberg can no longer see the forest from the trees. He is, uh, he's toast. Uh, there's no doubt about it. Uh, losing $250 billion uh, yesterday for his company. He dropped out of the top 10 for the 10 richest people in the world. Hard to believe. You know, let me tell you something, Dowd, uh, before we uh, jump into modern sexuality, because social media has a lot to do with that, of course. Um, you know, pummeling these people into uh, submission with, you will believe this and you will accept my 57 different transgender identities, et cetera, et cetera. Well, uh, Facebook is suffering and bad. Why? The young people hate it. I guess they're really into something called Snapchat or Snap. Snap is uh, rocketed higher. And then the young people are also into something called TikTok. TikTok, yeah. Those are the two things that they're into. They are abandoning uh, Facebook with a vengeance. Uh, Dowd, I, I want to echo back, if I, uh, if I shall. I might remember the Valencia County invested how much money in Facebook? <laughs> yes. 30 yes, years. Yes. Uh, Dowd, was it one Eddie Aragon that forecasted the demise of Facebook that it wouldn't be around in 10 you years. Did. Yes. Did you yes. track of that? So one uh -huh. of the reasons why you're here, Dowd, he doesn't know it. I'm about to tell him is that he gets to keep track of all my uh, bets, uh, if you will. He's my bookie, my resident bookie on my bets uh, for the future, Dowd. Did I not forecast that uh, Facebook slash meta would not be around in 10 years? I believe you did, Eddie. Yeah, and I yeah. guarantee. And you I doubted you. I doubted you. Yeah. Did you really? I thought. Well, I thought that they had taken such a dominant role that nothing would, you know. But again, I, you know, I'm. The capitalism is dynamic. Consumer habits change. There's generational change. Nobody lasts forever. Um, you, you were right again, my, uh, my friend. Yeah, Zuck uh, actually thinks he's the treadmill. He is not. The treadmill is the consumer. Consumer is king. Content is king, and Facebook doesn't provide either. They do not provide consumers because they restrict them, and they do not provide content because the content belongs to the individual. Where can you keep it private and to your audience, both in TikTok as well as something called Snapchat? I have never been on either platform, but that is the future, ladies and gentlemen. I'm officially old. I have no idea what the next generation is going to be, but I can tell you, where it is going. Uh, incidentally, uh, going back to the movie recommendation for the weekend, General Magic, it is all about a company that was Apple before Apple became Apple. And uh, if you want to realize the brilliance of Steve Jobs, who in my opinion, I know that in the 20th century, uh, it was highly regarded that the man of the century, I think, was 
if I'm not mistaken, Albert Einstein by Time Magazine, uh, going back to that time, Dowd. Mm-hmm. I would actually say the man of the 21st century, or excuse me, the 20th century was Steve Jobs. There's almost no question about it now. Uh, given where we're at in the 21st century, nobody has done more to sort of create the future of this country than Steve Jobs himself. And you'll you'll understand all that when you see the calamities that befall a uh, uh, <laughs> a struggling uh, tech giant like uh, General Madden. Well, Eddie, I'm just looking at the uh, the Twitter page for the documentary. Sure. It's the story of one of history's greatest tech teams who, after a great failure, changed the lives of billions. They really did, yeah. But the thing is, is what what is capitalism? I mean, if you're getting down to, you know, if you're sucking the marrow, who came up with that, sucking the marrow out of life? I feel like, uh, you know, you're sucking the marrow out of life. Um, it was Steve Jobs who was able to simplify right? You have to uh, uh, simplify and you have to establish the paradigm in order to create something that's scalable. What is scalability? Okay. So Amazon is scalable, right? Just started with books at the beginning and then they branched out to other fields, right? Just keeping things on the very abstract. So scalability is the ability to keep something simple and then repetitive. So that's the paradigm going forward. So that's exactly what Steve Jobs was able to do with technology. And then I think it was July of 2007 when the iPhone launched and then everything else happened after that, including the Android, Google, et cetera, et cetera. There was so many things that came out of uh, General Magic, but you know, uh, one of the things that didn't come out of it was a sprawling, fledgling business. What happened was complete and total capitulation and failure uh, because of an inability to actually see the opportunity that was right in front of you. And also, uh, let me say one thing. There is such a thing as seeing too far ahead of yourself. And that's exactly what happened with General Magic. When you see 20, 30 years ahead, but you're not able to kind of put the structure behind it without putting, you know, I, I hate to say it, one foot in front of the other. That's what Steve Jobs was actually able to do. You got to walk before you run. And Steve Jobs was able to establish exactly that. So if you want to see the progression of tech, over the last, I don't know, 40 years, the great way to understand all of that is the culmination of putting everything in your hand where you're at and the connectivity. And I think the uh, constriction of the general magic uh, 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 business model was all about canning it within one telecommunications network, which was, of course, was AT&T. So that's what general magic wanted to do. General magic uh, constricted everything that they were doing as a subscription service within one network, which was AT&T. And that couldn't be all things to all people. It had to bridge out beyond that. And the thing that kind of coincided with that, not to give too much away here, was the fact that the World Wide Web, and I remember being at the CERT pod, uh, which of course was the uh, 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 communications, computer information, uh, something, uh, something. When I lived across the street, when I lived at the Vargas Hall at the University of New Mexico, and I would walk across the street and I would do my new, my papers at two in the morning because I couldn't sleep. So I lived at the, the Vargas Hall. This is really going back. So my, my one of my best friends is a guy by the name of Kevin. And he established a company called Atipa, A-T-I-P-A, which is the Bolivian word for victory, uh, like Nike, right? Uh, Nike is the, um, you know, uh, Greece word, you know, the, the you remember the goddess of victory. That's how Nike got its. Uh, Tipa, when Kevin and a guy by the name of Martin uh, established it together, coming out of St. Pius uh, back in 1993, 1994, 
established a company much like Dell here. And so I would follow Kevin because I don't understand technology, uh, Dowd. But I followed it. And they were both Irish guys, by the way. Or excuse me, Kevin was an Irish guy. His dad, Dennis, a fabulous guy. Uh, he's actually the chief. He was like the chief doctor over at the at the Veterans Hospital. Dennis McCarthy, hopefully he's doing well. I know that uh, he's been sort of uh, ailing as of late. But long story short, they established this tech company, much like Dell. And I started going to the cert pod. And I would go, you know, where you would start looking at those websites. That would be alt dot, you know, um, whatever football.us and you would look at these weird websites that would be out there and I would go and I would just literally type in all this stuff and I'm like that was the world wide web well that whole thing happened at the very same time as um, they were establishing general magic and what general magic missed in all of this was that they failed to establish and understand what the world wide web actually was and the world wide web was everywhere and AT&T was in one place. So you might remember those uh, crazy things when you'd uh, log in with your Packard Bell modem. Don't miss those days. The the whole entire thing. Well, you're connected at 14.4, You know, you'd you'd get these connections and then you'd start downloading stuff and the hourglass or whatever would start spinning in front of you and you'd get all that. Well, General Magic missed the boat on all that because they were too myopic and focused only on their targeted concept, which, of course, was what you see with the Apple iPhone today. Entertainment, calendaring, apping, your whole life in one place, wherever you're at, with complete and total connectivity. And it was a world that people wanted to live in back in 1992 through 1995, which is the time where I just graduated from college, was just starting... uh, or graduated from high school and was just starting college, D. Dowd Muska. So a lot to get to, but that general magic story is absolutely everything. Amazon up $200 billion. They are a $3.5 trillion company as of today. Apple, a $3 trillion company. Facebook may not even be a trillion-dollar company anymore. Might be off the books entirely. Microsoft hanging out there, their leader uh, in, in a uh, tailspin at this point as the narrative for uh, the breakdown of COVID-19 breaks down, Bill Gates will no longer be at the forefront of the 10 richest people in the world, no doubt about it, because that whole thing is blown up. So your real juggernauts of the future are going to be Jeff Bezos, Albuquerque born, uh, uh, excuse, excuse me, um, Elon Musk uh, will be right there. You're going to have uh, Pierre Omidar and uh, the, the people over at Google as well two guys who who kicked that off because everything still goes uh through google and of course uh some of the biggest companies in the world which is going to be consumables through walmart the waltons will still be there believe it or not because they'll still be that storefront as well as um oh i'm missing something here um one more piece dad i I know i just Apple, Google, Microsoft, Microsoft, Amazon, Apple, Apple, Google, Google, uh, Facebook, and then Tesla. Yeah, Yeah. MAGAFT. So that's the the acronym that you all need to understand. And New Mexico, believe it or not, was at the middle of all of that. But we failed to take advantage of it because the scalability of all the investment of capital that was coming from around the world was not able to be challenged by the amount of uh, induced private investment by our sovereign wealth fund from the state of New Mexico. That's it. That's all she wrote, ladies and gentlemen. 
Uh, doesn't matter how much money we have in the kitty for the state of New Mexico. It's not enough to compete with, uh, w- with Wall Street, regardless of whether or not uh, Jeffrey Epstein was interested in that uh, permanent land grant fund and uh, the rest of the uh, sovereign wealth fund that we had here, third largest uh, here in the entire country. Uh, Eddie, just to let you know, your, uh, your math, as usual, is right. Uh, Meta Platforms Incorporated, I guess that's the new name for right. Facebook. As of today, the market cap, not only is it below a trillion, boom, it's, boom. It's, below, it's below 900 billion mm. as of end of market today. <laughs> Look at this. I'm holding up my uh, Black Lives Matter fist right there because that's so strong. Never question Eddie Aragon on math, ladies and gentlemen. Well, I do look at the stocks all day. It's amazing because I just kind of just go to information as soon as it becomes available and just hit it. And then, you know, the the thing is, it's like Malcolm Gladwell you talked about. If you guys really want to get intelligent and smart on things and be on the cutting edge, just read Malcolm. I mean, the guy gets it. He may not be, be able to get into all the details, but if you can understand the way that he understands stuff and just keep, uh, take quick snapshots, then you and you trust your gut. You'll have a good enough understanding to make the same, the very same uh, extrapolations uh, for yourself. So it is nice to see that uh, you know the um, ambitions of uh, Chan and Mark uh, Kuckerbergs uh, out in the Silicon Valley. Uh, they're not going to be buying the most expensive wine out in. Uh, in well, San- they're, they're not going to be able to manipulate elections nearly as well <laughs> if they're losing. If they're losing hundreds of billions of dollars, Eddie. <laughs> yeah, that is uh, certainly true. I know you had a release today, Dad. Uh, what what was your uh, release on here on for a Friday? I didn't even get a chance to read it. Yeah, I mean, we'll, well, I'm sure we have time later to get into it. It's about our beloved land commissioner and um, maybe one of the worst acts of legislative elected official hypocrisy I've seen in New Mexico. And uh, she's uh, probably not going to be alone, but her name stands out above all right now. As Santa Fe, people in Roundhouse, look to destroy yet another solid economic development prospect for New Mexico. Ah, is that uh, Stephanie Garcia Richard? Stephanie Garcia Richard, yes. Yeah, she is uh, unqualified uh, to be to hold that uh, particular uh, position 550 5500. That's 550 5500. Folks, I promise to actually get to the show that we laid out for you. We do so much work. Uh, we really do. Dowd, I, I think finally, I feel like I'm almost satisfying Dowd. I don't think I ever will fully <laughs> satisfy Dowd as far as my, my prep, but I have been reading as much as I have ever read. I have been yeah. so hyper focused on the show and uh, really trying to do a better job. And you guys have to remember how incredibly distracted I have been. I really have from running for office for mayor, CD1, state party chair, the politics, all that. Like I've been distracted. I haven't been focused on any of this stuff. And I finally feel like for the very first time, Dowd, that I'm getting some traction on a better understanding of the world. I mean, I've had a pretty good grasp and been able to move forward, but I think, you know, the more I read, the, the better I do. Um, and a lot of it has to do with the information that you and many other people, especially the Substack people, Alex Berenson, uh, uh, Glenn Greenwald, mm-hmm. you know, the people who are uh, very edgy. I want to say I've been listening a little bit more to Clay and Buck, maybe 20, 25 minutes, but that's been enough. Uh, I've been listening to Glenn, uh, uh, Glenn Beck in the morning. Uh, have yet to really delve into Sean and, and O'Reilly. I've been, you know, kind of, uh, skipping out on that, but I've even been hitting the coast to coast as of late. And I think it's just made me better folks. If you don't think that, and, and watching movies, I finally finished the road last night, uh, which was very good, uh, given where we're at and what you see, you want to see 
a true uh, connection between a father and a son and uh, a world uh, that is coming apart. Watch Cormac McCarthy's uh, The Road. It's adapted, of course, so it's not exactly to the book, but I'm never going to be the guy that says, well, you saw the movie, well, you should have read the book. I will never be that guy. I don't, I don't even know who those people are. I think a few, the few times that it's actually happened to me now, someone's come to me and said, well, you should have read the book. I think I've never liked that particular person. Oh yeah. <laughs> well, I would I would argue Eddie that a truly skilled filmmaker, a Kubrick type, is just as talented or or even more talented than a great novelist. Oh, there's no doubt about it. Uh, yeah. You know, the other thing uh, you since you mentioned Kubrick, one of the things I've been doing as of late, if you don't mind me, just kind of you know splurging out, I've been really getting into uh, some more classical music as of late. Uh, I've been. Um, listening to, you know, one of the things that you guys should listen to is Shostakovich's uh, Waltz Number no. 2. You might remember it from Eyes Wide Shut. Um, it is the... Nah, nah, nah. And all of the amazing... So 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 here's two pieces. This is kind of crazy, okay? You know, we, we started out the, sh the uh, show talking about Vladimir Putin, okay? Listen to the Overture of 1812 by Tchaikovsky. We play it every 4th of July. Every 4th of July, right? And you know, you know, while you watch all of those, you know, uh, fireworks come across on the mall and you're like, what is all this music about? Well, it's all about a Russian victory, you know, the stand against uh, French Napoleonic forces that were attempting to come in and take over Moscow and St. Petersburg uh, during that time. And the, the, uh, the, uh, the, the Russians, you know, uh, the Prussians drove them back. Uh, at that point. And, you know, that's what that whole overture did. And I just find it so incredibly ironic, Dowd, that we're playing that Russian music every single year for the 4th of July as we celebrate, you know, our independence, as we celebrate, you know, 1776 and 246 years of, of independence. And, and we're literally playing Russian songs uh, <laughs> commemorated back in 1880 by by Tchaikovsky, who came and encapsulated all that. And that's what we play. That's the stuff that we play. Uh, I, I just, I, I cultural appropriation, <laughs> cultural appropriation. I cannot downplay, uh, you know, I cannot downplay enough the, the role of, uh, uh, I guess, Russian uh, literature, you know, war and peace is all about exactly that Tolstoy. Nobody's ever read it. And don't ever, if someone tells you that they've read war and peace, they're, they're lying to you. They're absolutely lying to you. I, I don't know how many thousands of pages it is. I think it's like 16, 1700, but nobody's read that book ever. <laughs> ever. Nobody's ever read. I, no. I have a copy, Eddie, of Anna Karenina at the family orchard back in New England. I've, I've never cracked the cover. <laughs> yeah, no. Yeah, even Dowd, as much as he has read, uh, has never read that. So there you go. Anyway. All right, back after a quick break uh, here in the Kiva, we'll get back to, I guess, uh, modern sexuality uh, here on AM 1600 KIVABQ.FM, rockoftalk.com. Back on this day in uh, 1977, Fleetwood Mac released the landmark album Rumors, set a record for the most weeks at number one. Uh, by the way, uh, Phoenix born and bred uh, Stevie Nicks, one of the most uh, wonderful artists uh, of all time. You know, she's selling her catalog right now. Oh. Uh, she, she's practically a billionaire. That's how much money she has made. Uh, uh, and, uh, you know, she's got a very interesting life and in her background. No voice could ever mimic that. It spent the record for the most weeks at number one and became one of the best-selling albums of all time with worldwide sales estimated at 
40 million as of 2010. 428, back and forth. Thanks for listening. made Albuquerque famous, Breaking Bad and the Candy Lady, a national landmark and an old town anchor for almost 40 years, right here at 424 San Felipe and on the web at CandyLady.com, a tribute to Breaking Bad and a spectacular taste sensation that you'll never find anywhere else. Hi, I'm Kevin with Futons and Frames. We've been doing business in Albuquerque for over 30 years. We have the largest selection of futon frames in the state. Our futons are made right here in the USA. So if quality, service, and knowledge of product matter to you, then come on down to 4311 Manal or call us at 881-6863. No matter where your journey starts, it will end at Ann Matthews Bridal, where you will get to say yes to the dress. The Ann Matthews selection from nine top designers, including the Disney collection to 18 different lines, brings the shopping experience of New York and Dallas right here to Albuquerque. Call 890-3736 for your own personal shopping experience. Ann Matthews Bridal, 890-3736. Located across the street from Coronado Center at 6121 Manal Boulevard. In our increasingly busy world, it is always nice to take a little time to sit down and relax. At Monty's Cigar Shop, we offer everything to help you do just that. There's nothing better than spending time smoking a great premium cigar with family and friends. Monty specializes in artisanal, hand-rolled cigars that make up just 2% of the worldwide cigar market. With over 2,000 different kinds of the absolute best cigars for you to choose from, you are guaranteed to find the perfect fit. Whether you've been smoking cigars for years or you're just starting out, we'll find the right cigar for you. Stop by and see us at 3636 San Mateo in Albuquerque or give us a call at 505-881-7999. That's 505-881-7999. Hey! It's Eddie Aragon. The staff at ABQ Guns stands for your Second Amendment rights, but they believe other freedoms are under attack by the governor's orders. Small businesses are bearing the weight of those health orders, and ABQ Guns believes she owns our state's economic collapse. ABQ Guns urges you to shop local for firearms, ammo, and accessories. Stop by the shop in Riverside Plaza, on Coors, north of Montano, or visit shop.abqguns.com. ABQ Guns, defenders of your freedom. 
Hi, I'm Walt Arnold with Sperry Van Ness Commercial Real Estate. When considering your options and locating the right space for your business, call the experts at Sperry Van Ness, 256-1255. That's 256-1255. Or visit us on the web at waltarnold.com. Looking for a full-service landscaping company that can design, build, and maintain your landscape? True West Landscape is the company for you. Whether you are a property manager or homeowner looking for that quality weekly service, True West is here to help. Contact the True West team of professionals today so we can show you our quality service options at 505-395-7770, 505-395-7770, or visit online at truewestgroup.com. The Rock of Talk is now available on Roku. Just go to search on your Roku device and type in The Rock of Talk. Then download and enjoy. Watch the show live on demand. Get the top 10 news of the day or watch any of our weekend shows on demand. Hi, I'm Walt Arnold with Sperry Van Ness Commercial Real Estate. When considering your options and locating the right space for your business, call the experts at Sperry Van Ness, 256-1255. That's 256-1255. Or visit us on the web at waltarnold.com. Hi, this is Mark Minicucci with the Minicucci Insurance Agency. We are privately held and locally owned. We market property and casualty insurance products and risk management services primarily to a variety of companies located within New Mexico and the surrounding states. We are able to meet the needs of a large international company as well as small local businesses. We focus on construction, onshore energy, defense contractors, healthcare, professional liability, and a variety of other industries. Call us today at 883-3683. Looking for a full-service landscaping company that can design, build, and maintain your landscape? True West Landscape is the company for you. Whether you are a property manager or homeowner looking for that quality weekly service, True West is here to help. Contact the True West team of professionals today so we can show you our quality service options at 505-395-7770, or visit online at truewestgroup.com. Something wonderful like all chocolate dipped cherries or pineapple or apricot glaze. How about chocolate caramels and creams? Even red chili bars. Thousands of incredible delicacies at the Candy Lady in Old Town at 424 San Felipe and on the web at CandyLady.com. Hi, I'm Kevin with Futons and Frames. We've been doing business in Albuquerque for over 30 years. We have the largest selection of futon frames in the state. Our futons are made right here in the USA. So if quality, service, and knowledge of product matter to you, then come on down to 4311 Manal or call us at 881-6863.
436 here at Nikiva. A little rumors continues right there. The second best-selling album of all time there. You make loving fun there. Uh, Stevie McVie. You've got uh, Mick Fleetwood. Uh, you've got Lindsey Buckingham. Holiday Row. Ah, yeah, he did that one as well. And then uh, let's not forget the, the great Stevie Nicks. And, you know, Fleetwood Mac, they came together. It was actually Buckingham and uh, Nicks that started out early. And they somehow found Mick Fleetwood and jumped into Mick Fleetwood's gig and then started taking drugs and, you know, selling all the things that they were doing, including albums and having a great time. Uh, Stevie Nicks actually only married one time in her life. Uh, as hot as she was, uh, she was only married. She came into a marriage uh, based on, uh, I don't know, she, she was feeling pretty bad after the death of one of her friends. And she had a mutual friend that was friend of the other uh, friend that passed away, got married for all of six months, divorced, never to marry again, by the way. So yeah, no, it wasn't one of those uh, crazy women in spite of her uh, gypsiness, if you will, Dowd, uh, that got in and out of a number of different uh, relationships and continues to make her home in the uh, the very valley that she was born in. Uh, her her dad was like head of, I, I don't know, like postal service or something like that. Oh, wow. So he was a very uh, empowered guy. But uh, she's and of course, best. Stevie made a very uh, famous appearance on South Park, which we probably don't want to mention. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you don't want to mention. Not, not very respectful. Then. Here are the top 10 albums of all time. Uh, Michael Jackson's Thriller, there you go, at number one. 49.2 total certified copies uh, claim that they sold more than 70 million. So it's really between Thriller and that one, rumors right there. Uh, ACDC coming in at number three, Back in Black with uh, 30 million copies. Whitney Houston, The Bodyguard, what? 30 <laughs> what? plus million as well. Meatloaf, Bad Out of Hell, the recently... Uh, Deceased and uh, passed away meatloaf somehow sold 21.7 million. I would do anything. What, what is he even, what would he do? Like, we don't want meatloaf to do anything for love ever. Uh, coming in at a uh, hot six in the last five Eagles greatest hits 71 to 75. The Floyd at seven, the dark side of the moon. In my opinion, the prog rock uh, spectacular and the greatest album of all time is the dark side of the moon. No doubt in my mind. Eagles at Hotel California, number eight. The BG Saturday Night Fever at nine. And Shania Twain's Come On Over with 29.6 certified copies uh, sold uh, coming in at number 10. You might remember Any Man of Mine. And uh, there she is, Shania Twain. Whatever happened after the, all that? Uh, she disappeared from that. She claimed native uh, blood. And then I don't know what happened to her. She's all oh. sorts of strangeness. She got woke and she went broke. Is that what happened? I don't, I, I don't know. Probably. Beautiful woman in her in her time, though. Oh boy. Yeah, I think that was it. Uh, after any man of mine and uh, you know the Come On Over album, it was uh, it was all over. But the crying for Ocean. I'm surprised surprised that uh, remember Alanis Morissette. I thought that was maybe one of the best of all. Everybody was listening to Alanis. Um, Alanis Morissette. She looks like. Uh, Lynette Labrakenia, by the way. If you ever look at her, it's the same person. The one who does uh, You Might mm -hmm. Be From Burke. Remember? <laughs> and, and, and supports Tim Keller. And yeah. supports Tim Keller. There you go. Isn't uh, isn't uh, uh, Marty always the mayor? Uh, Led Zeppelin. I'm surprised that isn't in the uh, top 10. Uh, also, I thought ABBA was the greatest selling of all yeah. time. Now. No was Beatles? Uh, no Beatles. Yeah, Beatles. No uh, their best of all time was that one album that was released back in remember at the turn of the century they did the the one album that had all yeah, the they were all number ones yeah 
Yeah, so that only sold like twenty five million. No, no Kenny G, no Michael Bolton. Oh, yeah, but no Bolton. Boy, that'd be bad. Uh, born in the USA, Bruce Springsteen uh, in a uh, nineteen point six million album. So uh, there you go, Elton John. His greatest uh, was 73's uh, Goodbye Yellow Brick Road. Never did better than that. And uh, Your Generation's Nevermind uh, by Nirvana had uh, 17 million. Uh, recently, the guy who came forward, who is on the... Yes. Uh, remember that? He's yes, left. he sued. He sued. <laughs> he sued and he won. Oh, did he? Yeah, he won. Go look it up. He won. I, I lost track of that lawsuit. Yeah, they exploited a little little baby with his little, you know, the squeener out there and uh, hanging out uh, is Komasayama hanging out there? And uh, oh, he... it's been dismissed by a federal judge. Oh no, I thought he won. Are you January sure? January fourth of this year, a federal judge has dismissed the lawsuit. Oh wow. Okay. Well, I thought he won. Anyway, what do I know? I don't. I don't know anything. There you go. Well, the guy's appealing because in the, in the court system, you could just appeal endlessly. So yeah. There you wow. go. Uh, Five fifty fifty five hundred here on this uh, wonderful Friday afternoon. People got to be feeling good. Lots of texts coming into the Kiva. Uh, already let's see uh sorry if they discussed this but are the public health orders expiring tonight no they are not <laughs> wow <laughs> wishful thinking there never mind i guess they're extended to march 4th that's right may the 4th be with you yeah uh, it, it's actually may 4th uh, but march 4th is that word eddie i just love your show informative educational and entertaining well i guess uh once in a while we are uh i'm feeling pretty good because uh, my son's seventh birthday is tomorrow so great he's feeling good um uh, this will be his last rainbow birthday. Uh, I cannot stand. His favorite color is rainbow, and I hate everything rainbow. Down. It's, my, it's, my favorite color is all of them, Daddy. <laughs> <laughs> I admire that ambition. Uh, Uli Roth does classical Paganini Mendelssohn. Oh, look at this. Uh, did I do a little, little bit too much classical music? I was talking about Shostakovich. He's the master of neoclassical. Yeah, waltz number two. I should play that uh, as well. I will play it on the way going out. Uh, Amy and I met Laguna de Vargas, 1974. I'm not lying. Anna lives lives of Ivan, the brothers. I'm not following that. Um, did I miss something, Dad? Uh, the brothers Karamazov might be might be back for our Dostoevsky uh, reference. Oh yeah, maybe Dostoevsky. Didn't he die in the 70s? Uh, that was uh, um, oh Solzhenitsyn. Dostoevsky okay. was the novelist a little yeah, earlier. So. Yeah. The Gulag Archipelago. Uh, Amazon. We'll be richer, Eddie. They raised their prime rates from 119. No, they did not. They have not raised their rates since uh, 2018 until this year. Like we were getting away with thievery from Amazon with all the, like you could watch as many movies, do as many things. Like I couldn't figure it out for the longest time. It's like, why do I just keep getting charged, you know, 999? Like I, I doubt I'm not kidding. And then all of a sudden it was finally like 1299. Like I couldn't figure it out. Like how is Amazon making all this money, getting more and more and more content? And, you know, again, it's scalability folks. So um, it's the best bargain in the market. Oh yeah. Yeah. I read them all, including war and peace. Wow. Van has read all of them. Good for him. That's serious. I'm glad I know someone who has read war and peace. That's amazing that I actually know somebody who's read war and peace of the hundred greatest classical uh, books that are out there, folks. I doubt you have read five of them, including Catcher in the Rye, a separate piece. Like, think about all those. Moby you actually get a private, uh, that's on the, I don't think that's a top 100. I don't think Moby Dick, Melville's um, 100. I don't think that includes that, Doubt You have to see, there's no official list, of course, but I don't right, know right. Moby Dick is uh, included in that. 
Uh, Dowd for mayor instead. Oh, wow. People want you to be mayor, Dowd. Can you imagine? No, 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 you That'd don't. Be <laughs> There'd be golden retrievers running around the civic complex all the time. It would be a thousand dog parks. <laughs> Usenet dog groups. That's right. That's Remember those Usenet back in the I remember 90s. Usenet, yes. Yeah. That's right. I would go and I'd just find, and you'd find little forums and chat rooms that would be there and People would exchange ideas. Um, goodlion.tv approved on Play Store. I don't even know what that is. Um, let's see. President Trump wants to meet you. No, he doesn't. That's a that's a big fat lie. Donald Trump doesn't want to meet anybody unless they have money. I can tell you that right now. Um, yeah, keep talking to me about Trump. You'll just keep getting shot down. He ain't gonna be there, folks. His name. Let me stop here. His negatives are too high. Have you seen his negatives? He has literally no crossover vote. None. Everyone, 100% name recognition, 0% crossover vote. There is zero, look, mark my words. There is zero chance that Donald Trump is your guy in 24. Shut the radio off if you disagree. Go away. Like, I'm done talking. I, I, I'm already, like, way beyond this. I'm tired of the, 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 the people just, like, coming at me. It's like, he missed the boat when he didn't jump on board in 2021. Who did? Ron DeSantis, period. Ron DeSantis has all the upside. He has no negatives, no negatives whatsoever. People are like, well, I don't even know who that is. Or if they do know who it is, like, yeah, I like him. He's fought the good fight. He's run Florida on, on a good line. And DeSantis knows this. Please stop cramming uh, Trump down my throat. I'm literally sick of it. Sick of it. Uh, Eddie, I was listening during Hannity, then about halfway through, silence. I've tried closing, opening the app, nothing. Other stations are working fine. Oh, you're listening on TuneIn, are you? Yeah, TuneIn just banned us. So Kiva.am, ABQ.fm. We've told you how many times we're getting banned everywhere, folks. They do not like what we're saying. So Kiva.am, ABQ.fm. We're getting banned on uh, TuneIn. Let's see. Democrat uh, U.S. Senator Ben Lujan has stroke after promoting mass vaccines for a year. Hands Republican Senate majority while he recovers. This is the uh, stuff that he pulls. Ben Ray Lujan. Misinformation putting lives at risk. September twenty. I'm I'm done talking about Ben Ray Lujan too. Like if you're gonna if that's the that's the magic carpet you're gonna ride in while a guy is down with a stroke and you're gonna come at me saying that oh look he was wrong he got what he deserved you're gonna lose. That appeals to actually nobody. If you wish somebody like I called him stroke man as a funny thing, but honestly if you go beyond that you're you're gonna find yourself in no man's land. You really are because it's it's not gonna work. People are going to be like, well, you're just mean and cruel and poor guy had a stroke. He didn't know any better. And that's the way people feel. The, the people who vote him in are the people in New Mexico. I hate to say it, but it, that's the that's the stark reality for people uh, out there. Uh, Citizen Free Press has a video, a new Convoy song that just is amazing. Historical view that your boys would remember well if it's shown to them. The American Convoy arrives 635 in the VA. You know what? You know, want to know what's amazing about the American Convoy doubt? You know what was first? The Canadian convoy. Why did it take the Canadian truckers to be first ahead of the Americans? This it's, is what it's I'm a talking very good about. question. No, no, no. It, it, wait, 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 wait. Uh, for all the cowboy music and the up yours and, yep. you know, let's yep. go Brandon stuff. The Canadians did it first, folks. The Canadians had to show you how to get it done because the Americans are too comfortable. Oh, we're good. Football, I'm good. Stay home. Oh, stimulus. Guess who didn't get the stimulus? You know who didn't get the stimulus? 
Yeah, the Canadians, they didn't get it. That's why. You pay people enough, they'll stay home. Just like Joe Rogan. Joe Rogan, oh, $100 million. I'll say whatever you want, Neil Young. Have you seen that uh, new uh, that new Kamala Harris uh, that new uh, Kamala Harris graphic meme? No. Neil Young. Think about that for a sec. Okay. Uh, oh yeah. Bingo, bingo, bongo. Okay. Bingo. Yeah. Right. yeah. Just uh, just like uh, just like the Fleetwood Mac just said, right? It's like you make love and fun downtown Willie Brown. There it is. Uh, down, uh, there. You go. <clears throat> Hey, got her where she is. <laughs> Can't argue with success. <laughs> I think of that movie Disclosure with Demi Moore and Michael Douglas. Oh, yes, yes. Boy, that great speech by Demetria. That was her name, actually, from Roswell. Uh, hello, Eddie. Spot on on Trump. Conservatives need to move on. Trump has way too many negatives. Thanks, James. He does. People are done. Like, everyone who's showing up to Trump rallies now is like, pff, you're living like in 2016, 2017, bro. And if you're in a candidate who's running on a Trump platform, mail it in. Shut it down. Shut it down. Where's Trump been for the last year? Nowhere. Nowhere. Oh, you're going to come on. It's like Bill O'Reilly. It's like all that. It's been nowhere. It's not coming anywhere. We, who's been on the front lines? Who's been on the fight? Who's been doing it the entire time? We have. Where's Trump been? Well, they come on and you have a little Donnie Jr. and his hot little girlfriend, Kimmy, and they come on. And where's Fox News been? Fox is basically the same right now as Trump. There's been no difference. And once in a while, Trump will come out and say a couple of things about, about Fox. But, you know, Trump is trailing now. He's trailing. He, he's chasing. He's not the treadmill. I mean, the treadmill is Ron DeSantis. And uh -huh. please shut me off if you disagree. I'm totally good with it. Go ahead and follow Trump uh, into the, uh, the nether regions because it isn't going to go anywhere. You're not going to find some, you know, late 70s guy coming in to take on Joe Biden with all those negatives, lawsuits, and everything else. You're just not going to find it. Please stop. Just stop it already. Like, today is February 4th, 2022. That was six and a half years ago when this started. Seven years ago when Trump started. It's over. The party, like, like you know, like, uh, like uh, uh, Dandy Don Meredith used to say with Fran Tarkenton and uh, Howard Cosell. Turn off, Turn off the lights. The, the party's, party's over. over. That's it. Party's over. Stop with this ridiculousness. And it done. Yeah. <laughs> and if you're a congressional candidate or a, a Senate candidate running with Donald Trump, where's he been for you? Huh? But did he show up for my mayor's race? No, he didn't. No, did he show up for anything? He didn't show up. Didn't show up. Could have showed up just absolutely anywhere. With that much power and political capital, you could have done absolutely anything. And you didn't. Greatest president of all time. But at this point, given what we have, let, let me let me make this point absolutely clear to you. Okay. And I'm feeling good. I mean, like I am so I am so like right in the groove right now, like right here in the right place. Okay. I'm literally telling you the truth. So I want you to listen. Like, you know, sometimes you find your groove and you're like, okay, I, I feel comfortable. I'm 100% comfortable. You can't follow one man, not one man ever. Okay. The people are the leader. It's the voter. It's the American. It's what they consume and what they tell you to do. And they're all thinking for themselves. There's no longer a whole world of followers. They're not just following some trends. There are no trends. Why? Because you have the total stratification, total and complete stratification of all media. 
People aren't going to the TV at all one time. They're not going to the same social media at all one time. They're not going to the same music at all one time. They're not going to the same movies. There's no movies. Everything has been totally stratified, exploded, blown up. This is the opportunity you've all been waiting for, for you to think for yourself. Finally, it's like, oh my gosh, the freedom's in front of me. Everything's a farce. I don't believe my congressman. I don't believe my president. I don't believe my mayor. I don't believe uh, past leaders. I don't believe future leaders. I believe everyone's trying to sell me down the road for something. And you'd be right. You'd be a 100% right. Because as I'm about to bring you right now, ladies and gentlemen, you know the reality that exists in front of you. The tumultuous capitulation of the America, American economy is coming to a close. <laughs> Finito, done. Dunsky. No more Tom Brady's, you know. Where have you gone, Joe DiMaggio? It's all over, folks. That's it. All you got is yourself. I am a rock. I am an island. It is you. It's all up to you, baby blue. That's it. All you got is yourself. $12 trillion. It all comes down to the almighty dollar. You, you can go. You do what you want to do. The kids can do what they want to do, too. Go where you want to go. Do, do, do what you want to do. Go. Doesn't matter anymore, folks. The central bankers have lost control of the economy. The world has lost control of itself. The president of the United States is no longer the most powerful man in the country. The guy can't even get off stage by himself, much less stand at the urinal and hold his pee-pee. It's over. The United States is over. You got rid of Trump. You got rid of American exceptionalism. You've decided for yourself that no black lives matter. You know what? I, I go out of my way right now. If I see a black person, I run to the door as quickly as I can doubt. And I open the door and I say reparations. There you go. <laughs> okay. All right. I'm holding the door open for you. Can I give you, can, can I shine your shoes? Can I give you some money? What, what do you need? What kind of reaction do you get to that, Eddie? <laughs> oh, the reactions are amazing across okay. the board. No, this is, you know, honestly, I, I, I say, I'm sorry. I hope you're having a good month. Happy Black History Month. That that's that's where I go now. I just yep. like you know that's yep. what it's all about now. It's about it's all about you know giving back. That's that's my woke ideology. And <laughs> in the midst of that, Putin and Xi Jinping have said, you know what, we're going to take over this weak little island they call the United States after 246 years, and we're going to go ahead and kick them in the teeth because they're so worried about they can't even make their minds up about what they want to eat drink where to go to uh you know for entertainment because they're so worried about these little things we'll just take over the world but good we printed 12 trillion dollars folks that is the end of the united states it is over for this country period you will never get it back you decided at the point at which you created and exacerbated this situation, you said, COVID-19, COVID-19. You printed all this money and you prayed to God, all you Christians, all you Catholics, all you Muslims, all you Jews, all you Hindus, 
all you Buddhists, you went to your gods and you prayed, prayed, prayed. It was like, oh, thank God they printed more money. What did God say? God said you cannot serve two masters. You cannot serve man and you cannot, you cannot serve mammon and you cannot serve God. For all your prayers and hoping that you get bailed out with the money printed from the government, in God we trust, what happened to you? Prayed for safety, safety of the world, not for the safety of your faith, not the safety of your belief, not the safety of your principles, not the safety of what you actually got to this point with. It's not the truth. You went with money. And for those of you who sacrificed your principles on that altar, you sacrificed the future of this country, the very likes of which our founding fathers, George Washington, Abraham Lincoln, Thomas Jefferson, founded this country upon. Those men all died penniless. Every last one of them. They didn't care. They were about principle first. They didn't care about money. They weren't doing this prosperity gospel of Joel Osteen, and here we are, look at us, come and take us. These are guys that died on principle. Period. Donald Trump and the rest of the Republicans and the Democrats who voted for the trillion-dollar bailout that came by way of Congress sowed what we reaped over the last 40 years, since 1987 all the way until today. And that's about the time when we're going to get our comeuppance, the year after our 250th anniversary in which we, we, come, we come full commie, doubt. We're going to become full commie. Your children are going to be speaking Mandarin. You're no longer going to have any more freedoms because you can't wait because there are no many market forces and Jeff Bezos is going to be your president. Elon Musk is going to be your vice president and you're going to do every single thing they tell you to do. And they're going to have you all cataloged and ordered, stamped and marked, ready for the future. A future that no longer belongs to you, that belongs to them. Tell me I'm wrong. Uh, not only will I not tell you you're wrong, uh, Eddie, uh, I will say we can bring it right home here to New Mexico. A whole bunch of Republicans just voted for MLG's budget, which increases go. by, what, another full billion dollars. Uh, Gail Armstrong, Brian Baca, he's the new guy from down there in Valencia County. Rachel Black, Jack Chatfield, Kelly Fajardo, no, no surprise there. Joshua Hernandez, T. Ryan Lane, Bill Ream. Uh, Luis Terrazas and Jane Powdrell Culbert, all Republicans who cast votes to make big government in New Mexico even bigger. They never let us down, Dowd. We always voted for the right guy right from the beginning, right? <laughs> what does Adam Carolla say? Disappointers never disappoint. They always keep disappointing. <laughs> I'm just glad you and I are able to keep it real here on this Friday. I weep for the future for my children. They're going to do absolutely everything they can to go ahead and live their very best life. But it's going to be practically impossible as long as we keep catering to all the weakness that the government and big corporations continue to give us. And of course, folks, as you know, that that is fascism. That is the cooperation between the biggest companies and the biggest governments in the world. Back after the top of the hour news and a couple of commercials right here in the Kiva here on AM 1600 KIVA, ABQ.FM, Rock of Talk. Dot com. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in on this fun Friday afternoon. Once upon a time, you dressed so fine. Do the bumps of time in your prime.
family-owned business providing their services for over 10 years. Now, whether you need a home or business painted, garage epoxy floor, or even a complete restucco, Straight Line Painting are the experts. Owners Efren and Josh are always available and oversee every project from estimate to final walkthrough. Call 505-659-0973 for a free estimate and visit straightlinepaintingabq.com to see their great reviews. This week can be your best week, the week when you get onto a better path with your money. Call me, Tom Crow, at Crow Financial Advisors to give your nest egg the attention it deserves. 243-2281 or visit crowaboutmoney.com. Are you fooling yourself about your retirement savings? What return have you seen on your retirement funds in the last year? The last five Now's the time to reach for new support to move toward your goals. Call Tom Crow at 243-2281. No matter where your journey starts, it will end at Ann Matthews Bridal, where you will get to say yes to the dress. The Ann Matthews selection from nine top designers, including the Disney collection to 18 different lines, brings the shopping experience of New York and Dallas right here to Albuquerque. Call 890-3736 for your own personal shopping experience. Ann Matthews Bridal, 890-3736. Located across the street from Coronado Center at 6121 Manal Boulevard. When you suffer a personal injury from a car crash, 
You need an attorney with integrity. I'm Mark Caruso, Caruso Law Offices. Mark Caruso is a former insurance company attorney who now works with victims. Caruso Law Offices will fight for you. Caruso Law Offices, 883-5000, carusolaw.com. Your personal injury attorney with integrity, 883-5000, carusolaw.com. This is David Allen Staley. While I may not be a radio personality, I am a Medicare advisor in real life. Don't get caught unprepared to defend yourself. I'm Keith Cope with VigilantFirearms.com. We provide calm, safe, and effective training for concealed carry or any other gun training classes. VigilantFirearms.com, 312-0065. 312-0065. Hey, it's Eddie Aragon. The staff at ABQ Guns stands for your Second Amendment rights, but they believe other freedoms are under attack by the governor's orders. Small businesses are bearing the weight of those health orders, and ABQ Guns believes... She owns our state's economic collapse. ABQ Guns urges you to shop local for firearms, ammo, and accessories. Stop by the shop in Riverside Plaza, on Coors, north of Montano, or visit shop.abqguns.com. ABQ Guns, defenders of your freedom. Hi, this is Ava, and I love sitting on the Monroe's patio just enjoying some chips and salsa. And I'm Stella. I love the fresh air. And enchiladas and tacos. Hey, Grandpa, what about the fresh air? Ooh, and some red or green chili with a cool beverage. And the fresh air? Oh, Grandpa, this is the best meal. It is delicious. Hey, guys, what about the fresh air? And what, what about, about the, the fresh, fresh air? air? We are going to Monroe's in the Heights and downtown. Directions at chili.theplaceilike.com. Want the honesty, affordability, and reliability of a household plumber without the crack? Call Rogers Plumbing and Heating, family-owned and operated since 1973, for all your plumbing needs. Reaching Albuquerque, Baylor, Moriarty, Santa Fe, New Laguna, Pueblo, and anywhere in between. Rogers Plumbing and Heating is not only fast and reliable service, being family-owned and operated since 1973 means they always put their customers first and hold each of their employees to the highest moral, professional, and ethical standards. So when you need a fix without the crack, call Rogers Plumbing and Heating at 243-9703. Within moments of your vehicle being taken out of your possession due to theft, other crimes are committed. Unfortunately, vehicle theft is all too common, but it can be prevented with the Revelco Vehicle Anti-Theft Device. RevelcoNM.com or give us a call at 505-550-4994. Music is the great communicator on MakeUsGodlyAgain.com. Sometimes we just need to pick me up. MakeUsGodlyAgain.com Straight Line Painting, a family-owned business providing their services for over 10 years. Now, whether you need a home or business painted, garage epoxy floor, or even a complete restucco, Straight Line Painting are the experts. Owners Efren and Josh are always available and oversee every project from estimate to final walkthrough. Call 505-659-0973 for a free estimate and visit StraightLinePaintingABQ.com to see their great reviews. This is Eddie Aragon for Axiom Home Services. Axiom Home Services specializes in refrigerated air conditioning conversions. Time to ditch the swamp cooler and convert to cool, refreshing, refrigerated air. Did you know Axiom Home Services is one of the highest rated AC companies in Albuquerque with over 40 years experience and provides a five-year parts and labor warranty on any new refrigerated air conditioning installation? Axiom Home Services maintains 4.9 stars on Google Review and check out what our customers say about Axiom. Call 792-9742. That's 792-9740. 
or axiomhvac.com. S3 Technologies, security service solutions. Service guarantees you'll keep running steady with monitoring, device management, infrastructure assessments, and penetration testing. S3 Technologies' proactive approach to information technology management provides a secure and reliable platform that allows you to focus on your business instead of the management of your IT infrastructure. S3 Technologies, years of expertise keeping your company up to date with a watchful eye and flexible solutions to manage your environment efficiently, safely and securely. You'll never know how efficient you can run your business until you talk to S3 Technologies. Make an appointment to get a roadmap and risk assessment of what steps you can take to secure your business. Turn your business into secure growth in 2022. S3 Technologies, 505-242-5683. 505-242-5683.s3nm.com. Friends ask me what my recommendations are. I just say theplaceilike.com. Theplaceilike.com. Wow, it's great for locals. Awesome weekly deals too. Theplaceilike.com. Wow, breakfast at theplaceilike.com. Albuquerque's macro aggression. Eddie Aragon. Hi, five. I am Eddie Aragon, the Rock of Talk on AM 600 KIVABQ.FM, rockoftalk.com, 550-5500. Right here in the Kiva, by the way, we get our new board next week. So excited about that. Last month to be broadcasting on KRSN AM 1490 and 107.1 in Los Alamos. Been a good ride there for the last month, but there's no money, no dinero up there, uh, up north. So we're going to go ahead and uh, continue to do what we do down here. Save the extra money. Have a little bit more fun here in Albuquerque. And uh, D-Dowd Musk Hour 2 coming at you right from the ABQ on AM1600, as well as Roku TV, Amazon Fire, Apple TV. Don't forget, folks, rockoftalk.tv and rockoftalk.com. And if you want a complete and total playback of the show after the show uh, via video, as well as commercial-free audio, all you have to do is subscribe for 20 cents a day. It's that easy. People are raving about it. They're so excited. And uh, all you have to do is subscribe directly at rockoftalk.chat. That's rockoftalk.chat. A lot of people uh, uh, pretty excited about some of the things that uh, we've been saying there in hour one. Uh, a, a bit, uh, I shouldn't say scattered, but uh, we're going a little philosophical here on this uh, Friday uh, and talking about some of the uh, future things. And hopefully you guys are able to extract and take something back, maybe a different perspective as we uh, move headlong into this slightest of uh, apocalyptic, uh, of apocalyptic endeavors, uh, D-Dowd Muska. I don't think that you would uh, disagree with that. Uh, yes, indeed. And of course, I'll have plenty of links in the show notes tonight about what we discussed in the first hour. But maybe the most important link for the show notes uh, today will be the roll call vote in the House of Representatives up in uh, Santa Fe. Uh, my ca calculations right now, Eddie, showing that 41.7% of the Republican caucus in the House voted for your deep blue progressive governor's budget. So um, there you go. She's going to win again. Oh, no, we suck again. Boy, these Republicans. Uh, oh, no, MLG. We're going to have a protest. P P Eddie, people ask me <laughs> about uh, the, Re the Republican Party of New Mexico all the time. And they say, you know, what do you think about the Republican Party of New Mexico? And I say, I think it would be a good idea. How, how can we have one? <laughs> but, but, yeah, when I think of the Republican Party as of late, I think of that uh, one scene in uh, uh, Ace Ventura Bet Detective where he turns around and uh, he uh, basically spreads his cheeks and uh, lets him 
<laughs> Whatever happened to funny Jim Carrey? That was no, a long no, no, time no. ago. <laughs> he went woke, and uh, there you go. The rest is uh, history. We, we didn't touch. Dowd, we go through an entire hour. Uh, that's that's how much we can talk and how much we can wax on, wax off like Danielson uh, uh, without even touching a single bit of our show prep. Who else can do that without a single call? I didn't take a single call. Uh, you're welcome to call in, folks, if you'd like, 550, 50, 500. Uh, I guess, should I talk about modern sexuality or, or not? <laughs> No, and now people... we're into the show. Let's go to our let's go to our our, our planned our show prep. Yeah. <laughs> you know, we we've got so much we can talk about um, uh, day to day. All right, Freddie Lewis, yeah. quite a guy. Yeah, <clears throat> he's a pop musician and poet from Bristol in the UK. He is uh, twenty-one years young. He's uh, learned to love and accept his body. In fact, that he occasionally has. I don't, I don't, do I want to go here? It's Friday. All right, we'll do it. We'll do it. We gotta. We gotta. T- we gotta touch upon these things. <laughs> uh, Eddie, for the record, the only reason I sent you this is because my sister sent me this from the BBC, and the subject line of her email was. No, you're just a sad, confused woman. I pity you, and I pray for your soul. And curse the misguided people aiding you, but that goes without saying. <laughs> I don't know. It's, it's, it's kind of uh, kind of one of those stories. We're going to delve into it. I'm a little sensitive to, to Freddie. You know, I know he means well. He's trying to live his life, and I'm totally fine. But uh, I got to tell you, like this is uh, these are the songs that uh, that come to my head immediately when when I think of old Freddie, right? Yeah, well, there's Freddie. Freddie's all sorts of confused. Uh, he's dealing with a lot. And, you know, I guess uh, if we want to understand where he's coming from, we have to walk. Uh, how many miles in his moccasins? Mm. Does, are moccasins male or female? Down? Mm-hmm. That's what I want to know. Are they, well, it's you know, not a mile because progressives are very European, so it must be a, a kilometer in Europe. <laughs> <laughs> that might be the funniest thing you've ever said, actually. <laughs> I like the switch up there and the timing. It was, it was beautiful. Um, here we go. All right. So Freddie, he's learned to love and accept his body, including the fact that he occasionally has periods. Freddie details his experiences of bleeding. Freddie, not Mercury, uh, Freddie Lewis. How he found self-acceptance and what changes he wants to see from society. So He's having some things happening to him, and he wants the rest of the world to go ahead and revolve around. Uh, does he have a uterus? Hmm. These are hard questions for us to answer, folks. There's no way we can reorient an entire society around uh, people's reproductive areas. right? Um, can you call them reproductive if you're transgender? Can transgender reproduce? Oof. You know, it's like a, here we go. The chicken or the egg question at this point. Right? I mean, just like, I don't want to know. Do I care? Do I care if it, what was first, the chicken or the egg? Do, do I actually, do you care? Does anyone care? Nobody cares. We, we determined right here, right now at 516 on a Friday afternoon that we don't care whether it was the chicken or the egg. 
but but Freddie wants you Freddie wants you to to see him for what he wants to be. Yeah, not not what he is, but what he wants to be. He came out in 2018 after realizing came to this point in his life where he wanted to transition. Whoa, that's that's heavy. Okay. No matter how much Freddie talks to me, no matter how much I read about it, try to pretend to understand or renegotiate, uh, you know, boy, girl, man, woman, 57 different genders on Facebook. I don't know. But we're going to have to come come to grips with this, folks. This is it. This is the focus of America right now. No, it's not Putin, Xi Jinping. It's not what's happening. In Syria. Biden's like, uh, yeah, we the guy blew himself up. We're going to take credit for that. <laughs> <laughs> he literally takes credit. Some guy does like he's like taking credit for suicide bombings of him and four children. <laughs> like the guy blew him. Put so much pressure on him. Yeah, it's a victory. <laughs> that now counts as a victory doubt that's international that's internet international hegemonic uh uh power if you will yeah that's what uh, biden's claiming victory joe biden had a transgender son freddie freddie lewis would be his son daughter i don't know when <laughs> All sorts of crazy. More, more impressive than than, uh, than you know who in terms yeah, of offspring. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. crack crack or uh, hunter, hunter the crack or twenty nine. Yeah, you, I know it's Friday. You don't have to listen. We're we're straight. We're dead on on every issue. Don't worry about it. Don't don't. You don't even have to check it. He states, in 2019, I started on testosterone and continued to explore what I wanted physically for my transition. <sighs> what he wanted from his transition. As if anyone ever had a choice. He does. He had uh, something called top surgery. What is top surgery? Well, there's the picture right there on the uh, cover of the Rolling Stone. No, BBC News. BBC called masculinization surgery. He wanted to go from a woman to a man. There it is. He states that he uh, learned more about himself and examined where that came from. Okay. All right. We remember we can't we can't be there. So here's where it gets really interesting. You start to look at some of these pictures. I doubt I had a hard time with the picture. I know you did. After a few really intense months of toxic masculinity and self-shaming in 2019, Freddie goes on to say, I started to question why. Why do I hate the fact that I've got a period? Is there anybody else who's doing talk radio like this in the country right now? Do you think, Dad? No. Yeah. Exactly nobody is touching Zero. upon this. Do you think uh, Savage, Hannity, Beck, you know, Buck and... Uh, and <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no one's going to touch this. No one wants to touch it. We'll, we'll touch it. Right? We're, we're, we'll touch it all day long. Right? We're not part of Cumulus Media. <laughs> no, we're, we'll, 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 we'll touch it all day long. We will touch it all day long. That's right. Wow, that's, that's graphic. The vinyl's are. Okay, let's 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 scurry through this. Uh, here we go. The experience of using a men's toilet and having a period is often one where you have to be a planner. He states. She states. 
I used to have a little sandwich bags for waste disposal on my person because there were no sanitary bins. Can you print this? Yeah, they did. Totally uh, arable, by the way. By the way, we're, we're discussing the human experience. Can you imagine the number of people who are going to say we're racist, sexist today? The guys, mm-hmm. the, the trolls. Guilty, guilty. I plead guilty. guilty. Yeah, I like my new voice and my mustache, he says. She says. But I don't think these should be prerequisite for the, uh, for the respect that I'm given. I don't have periods super often. I'll have the odd one when my testosterone levels dip if they're changing my injection cycle. The guy literally is used to having them, so he must be a woman. A woman. If you're having frequent periods, if you're taking testosterone, testosterone to stop your period, you're a woman, okay? Yeah, I know. I know where we, I can hear your radio shutting off. Trust me, folks, this all has a point. Even though that's exactly what Freddie wants. He just wants a point. No longer wants a minus. Oh, that was totally sexist, Daddy. Way to go. Uh, you just offended every woman out there. Is he not offending every woman out there? Or is she not offending every woman out there by not what becoming? What does it take to become a man or woman? Wait, nobody knows anymore. How do you explain this to your children? How do I explain this to you on radio? I can't. I, I, I won't. All I can do is just illustrate exactly what's here. This is uncomfortable for you as it is for me, but it's something that we must talk about. After all, the Scottish are talking about it. Hormone replacement therapy, folks, is what some trans people choose to use in order to feel a bit more aligned with their body. Or is it their mind? If your body's having periods, but your mind is telling you, I don't want to have periods because I identify as a man, but not a woman. Are you trying to have an alignment with your mind or your body? Are they the same thing? How do you separate the two? Okay. Is there too much common sense coming at you? I'm sorry. Sorry, Freddie. Freddie, Freddie. Crazy little thing called love. He figure out, figures out everything at the very end. He says, part of the unconditionality of love. I read this article like four times now. I had to because I was trying to like being be sensitive at the very same time of trying to figure out why the BBC is trying to push this. Uh-huh, What's uh-huh. the purpose for doing this? And the purpose is very simply an attempt to try to normalize this level of behavior. Because as Freddie is putting it out there, they're trying to get you to be okay with it. This is not normal. Okay? It is not normal. Let me repeat this to you. This is not normal. Okay. We know that within the Kiva or conservatives and the people who listen will be like, yeah, that's not normal. Does it mean we should shame Freddie? No. Okay. We're trying to like process. Okay. So I'm doing it publicly for you. How do we process? How do we rationalize? How do we figure this out? And the fact of the matter is you can't. Okay. He continues to have periods because he's a she, but he continues to want to have testosterone injections because she wants to become a he at what point does any of this become totally and completely surreal all of it is okay i would love to talk to freddie and just have a conversation just straight laced and say freddie what's up bro what happened Mm -hmm. tell me about your abuse tell me about what happened to you tell me about where we can go back and help me understand why you haven't come out about the things that have happened to you as a young boy as a young child as a middle-aged child, as a teenager, why why can't you come forth with this stuff? Instead, he's trying to normalize a situation that he's unable to actually come to grips with. 
He states, part of the unconditionality, loving and accepting my own body. You aren't accepting your own body because your body is doing things that your mind doesn't want it to do. There's an incongruence between mind and body that is unnatural here, okay? This is a hard thing for anybody to discuss. But based upon what he's stating alone, we can define what he is stating as complete and total falsehood. It is, okay? It's irrational. And any attempt to justify what Freddie is trying to do is an exercise and mental cruelty, not on you, by Freddie, as people might think it would be, but on Freddie, by the rest of you, for failing to enable him in his very unnatural vocation, ambition, desire to become a man. If you were able to rationalize yourself all the way through that, then you understand just exactly what is at odds here. Okay, this isn't a political issue. Only Freddie's making it a political issue. We couldn't pretend to understand what Freddie might be going through. It's something called gender dysphoria, and it's unsolvable because it is a mental condition that is perpetrated by those psychiatrists, psychologists, and other people who are attempting to normalize something that is not normal. Be okay with that. It's totally fine, okay? There's nothing that you can do to make Freddie be okay with Freddie ever, no matter how much you try to justify what he's trying to do in his quote-unquote transition by injecting this and doing that and dressing like this and going here instead of going there. You could not justify Freddie. I think your sister is probably pretty happy with the level of commonsensical rationale that's coming out of my mouth this afternoon, Dad, because we're not getting emotional about this. We're simply trying to relate the terms here and trying to figure out what's what, okay? Just like Freddie, we're trying to figure out what's what, what's happening here, what's going on. How can we help Freddie? How can we help ourselves so we stop deciding to go ahead and revamp an Albuquerque public school bathroom or decide to go ahead and, you know, mow through with millions of dollars of making it okay for 0.0001% of the population to be okay with themselves. This is the tyranny of the supreme minority. When psychology and psychiatry have failed to satisfy the most innate problems of the human condition, which is identity, id, ego, superego, if they cannot solve it, we don't need to go ahead and create an entire society around a problem that they can't solve. That is exactly what is at stake. If they can't solve it, we aren't going to solve it by making policy that revolves around our inability and their inability to understand exactly the problem that they're encountering. I can't make this any more clear than I already have. I cannot. We have to stop the policy. We have to stop the tyranny of the ultimate minority. There is a level of normality in this society that other countries simply will not acknowledge. Do you think they're dealing with transgender issues in China? How about Russia, which is ready to mow you over? They don't even bring it up. They have no interest in any of this crap. Do you think in primitive 
Uh, third world, sorry for the racism and the superiority complex that we have here in America, but they are trying to literally willing to risk their lives to come here. So I'll go ahead and say it. primitive. Yes. Uh, third world country. Yes. That the Africans or East Asians, do you think they're dealing with transgender issues? I don't think so. Not like this. They're not willing to put them out into the public forum and say, hey, this is okay. These are modern world problems. Or as uh, maybe your kids are probably saying, first world problems, mom. First world problems. Yeah. No one has the time or the energy to devote to the Freddie Lewis's of the world and why he needs to be a go ahead and accepted. Everybody accepts anyone. Nobody has a problem with this. Color, gender, sexual preference, nobody even cares anymore. But this is front page news in the BBC. I realize this is hard to get through. But Freddie wants you to understand that this is always going to be a problem going forward. Cis, trans, I don't even know. He, she, it, whatever, right? Of course, there will be hurdles to overcome, he says. He says, in bad days, as with anybody, but I'm myself because, and not despite of my body and indeed my transness. Oh my gosh, there's so much gray area that will never be solved. And poor Freddie will never fully understand who he is and neither why, nor, neither will we understand him. He says, I write to share my story with everyone. Hope they might see a proud trans man and think that they might be proud too of what? You can't be proud of anything unless you know what it is. And even Freddie himself going through the very condition that he's going through is having a hard time negotiating itself you can't get the rest of society to understand that. There's probably been the ideation of trans whatever forever, and they have dealt with it. And people have negotiated their lives around that on a personal level, but never on a social scale. But given the woke ideologies that are coming from the LGBTQ and the Antifa and the Black Lives Matter and the tyranny of, well, we're going to unite under the diversity symbol of whatever that is, we have decided to go ahead and politicize this and make the very people who are unwilling to accept it when they themselves have been unwilling to accept themselves. Apologize for the long opening, but this is something that's very complex. And I'm lucky I got this far within the first, um, I don't know, 20 minutes of the show, hour two. Let's go to the University of Penn. Eddie, just quickly, if I could. Yeah. I don't have a, a lot to add. I would, I would just simply say, I, you know, I, my sister sent this BBC piece to me, and I sent it off to you. You know, I, I'm a libertarian atheist. I, I don't come at this from any sort of biblical perspective. Right. I, I don't, uh, I don't even think there's a policy issue here. There's a cultural issue, and I think you were right, right yeah. on target. Uh, this woman, uh, Freddie, is a woman. I'm, Freddie may not consider herself a woman anymore. Freddie is a woman. Yeah, no Freddie's doubt. Freddie's a woman. Yeah. Um, she's Period. twenty. She's twenty-one, which means she probably has been exposed to the whole transgender stuff for a couple of years. She was still a teenager when she started getting into this world. And that's where I think moral people, uh, whatever their politics or religion or lack of religion, I have to come in and basically say the, the very aggressive attempt to normalize and even praise this kind of behavior in the Western world now is, is really, I think hideous. Uh, what, who do they target? They target the youngest 
people, maybe not single digits, but certainly in your teen years where you are an idiot, you're, you're going through puberty, you're, you're, you're not quite an adult, you're still a kid, uh, there's still part of you half, half as kid and half as adult, you're trying to figure out your own identity. And what I see from on the policy side is how effectively the environmental movement grabs teenagers. Uh, when they have when their brains aren't fully formed and they're clueless about so so many things, and I think if you look at the homosexuality uh, agenda, the environmentalist agenda, now this trans stuff, I think some of the you know cult like religions can be very effective with with uh, teenagers. To me, environmentalism is a cult basically. Um, one might be tempted to say, oh, these are just crazy religious people overreacting to all this. What I'm starting to see, and I've got a poll right here that was just taken in Greater Pittsburgh of young people. This poll from Pitt, uh, let's see, the Children's Hospital of Pittsburgh, Seattle Children's Hospital, Harvard, found 9.2% of high schoolers polled in Greater Pittsburgh reported, quote, incongruities in their sexuality. Right. That's almost almost one in 10, Okay. Biology moves and evolution moves very slowly. So this thing didn't exist a couple years ago, a decade ago, certainly 20 or 30 years ago. And now 10% of the kids in Pittsburgh area high schools say they're gender fluid or they're trans or they want to, they want to transition. It's insane. Yeah. Because they've been able, they've been enabled by the society around them telling that, uh, Hey, it doesn't matter which way you go or what you want to do. It's all about choice. Yeah. And of course, everything they'll hear is, you know, whatever your feelings are, right. uh, are valid. Uh, no one can criticize you. Everyone must respect you. They'll never hear anything about the, the, the research that I've seen, which shows that a lot of these people later in life have tremendous mental health struggles exactly. and are, are ill. Right. They regret the, the drugs. They regret the surgery. Uh, exactly. Do you think these kids in Pittsburgh are getting that other perspective? No. And if, if there's one thing I just despise, and you know, this sometimes this happens in the third world where they use child soldiers, uh, crazy ideologues prey upon vulnerable children. And I'm not, yep. you know, I'm not getting into the, the crazy, you know, satanic ufo stuff i'm just saying that your ideological zeal as a as an adult leads you you think you're doing the right thing you think you're helping kids but at the bottom line is these kids are vulnerable and they're more susceptible to the mentoring of someone like you and your agenda i think a lot of kids in america are being led down this path on the trans uh i don't know movement or cult or whatever you call yeah. it and i pity these children because boy they may look back in five or ten or twenty years and really regret going into this world where they were just not prepared for what they uh, were going to deal with. And, and I, again, I, I see it ideologically, politically as well. It's very easy to turn a teenager who is generally a clueless uh, young person who just doesn't know have a strong sense of themselves. They're not self-assured. They're not self-confident. Uh, they love some kind of validation because, you know, they might not get along with their parents. They might be outcasts at school. Uh, high school was the worst four years of my life. I uh, I was not in the popular crowd. It's very easy to bring these kids into a world and, um, you know, fill their head full of all of uh, concepts that uh, are not going to be healthy for their long term. So as a libertarian, if you're a legal adult, do whatever you want to your body. It's not, it's not something that concerns me. But on the cultural side, preying on teenagers and i really do think it's predation i i, I think it's taking advantage of their vulnerabilities Soci I think societal predation so this is coming from a very high level that's looking for examples to bolster their argument yes and these are on the flip side of that i would disagree with you on one of your points and that is you know they're looking for validation uh, i would strike that because prior to validation they're just looking for any sort of attention 
when you're coming okay. into your formative years between the ages of 13 and 17, and you can reference this by the fact that the, the most important thing, uh, and I'm not picking on you, but the, for you to reference about yourself within high school, uh, Dowd, was the fact that you weren't uh, within the in crowd or you weren't very popular. That's the very thing that you can prey upon in any of this stuff is whether or not you were popular. So they are before validation, they're actually looking for attention. attention so the yeah. prey upon point is like, can I give you enough attention so that we look at you and we say to you that, hey, you're okay. What did Jeffrey Epstein do when he was bringing these 14, 15, 16, 17 exactly. year olds around is he was looking to go ahead and create this bigger than life money, attention. You're going to be around these important people and put that out there. So the, the, the weakness, uh, if you will, is uh, I didn't exist until uh, I decided that I was gender fluid and I might be this or I might be that. Mm -hmm. I see where you're coming from, Eddie. Uh, yeah, uh, attention before validation. Right. Um, these ideologues, whether they know it or not, these adult ideologues are really turning these young people into the equivalent of, of Khmer Rouge child soldiers. Uh, they don't. I'm sure they don't see it that way. They're totally right. clueless about it. But and to to victim, you know, really, I, I don't think it's too strong a word to victimize a child to make your need for to push your ideology greater than a young person's well-being. That is really about as sick as you can get, Eddie. And I have no respect, no respect for the people who are trying to normalize this. None at all. Well, let's look at uh, let's just look at the position of power that the clergy of the Catholic Church or other people who are in positions of power and those who have been victim of of abuse their body is starting to respond in particular ways. So because it's responding in particular ways, they're feeling, and that's the important uh, takeaway here for, uh, for uh, F your feelings. There's no basis in reality for your feelings. This is why you need mentors, leaders, uh, protectors. I hate to say it, uh, this is why you need uh, paternalism in society. No society will actually succeed to the next generation if uh, paternalistic uh, tendencies no longer exist. And this is the very thing that the feminazis are trying to strike uh, from any and all society. You don't have strong male leaders, you will not have a society. So um, going back to the clergy and looking at this, they're starting to see as people's bodies start to change between the ages of 10 to like 14, that's the strike point for many of the people in positions of power to take advantage of them. The new positions of power uh, or the old positions of power used to be uh, clergy, community members, etc. The new positions of power are now pop artists, rock stars, athletes who are telling them, hey, if it feels good, do it. Do this, do that. And you've seen this with many fledgling rock artists who are out there. The most recent one uh, that uh, was in, uh, was the one that's dating the uh, Kardashian that uh, sacrificed uh, nine uh, people at that that stadium. And these people are all willing to do it. I mean, and if you go back to the 50s and the 60s and you think about that time where these women are sort of coming into that uh, awakening, uh, if you will, uh, without being too explicit, that awakening of their lives. Like, why are these women uh, suddenly crying and having these sort of uh, religious experiences at this time in front of the Beatles, in front of Elvis, in front of all these rock stars? It's that same emotion that they're able to go ahead and take advantage of. And now it's morphed into this thing. Well. We can now exploit you, enslave you, find the symbols and make you pay attention to the TikToks and the snaps of the world to get you to do exactly what we want you to do and be, become part of it. I, I hate to say it any other way, but I think this is the reality, but to do evil or do Satan's bidding here on earth. And I think that's really the bottom line of all this. If they figured out a way to go ahead and uproot and not as explicitly as like, we're going to tell your uh, kids to get vaxxed and they will do what we want them to do. Now it's like, 
No, your kids are already listening to all of our music, all of our books, all of our media, all the things that we're telling you to do. And now your kids are confused. And no matter how much parenting you do in your own home, and you know, you're too busy working 60, 70, 80 hours a week for you to actually parent them. We're actually parenting your parent, your kids, uh, because we spend more time in their ears, in front of their eyes and uh, in their hearts uh, by whatever uh, emotive uh, connection that we're making with them. And I think that that's clear. And that's where the dysphoria starts to exist is because these people become the very things that they're, you know, consuming all the time. And then you do some mind altering things between alcohol, drugs, et cetera. And there's no getting your children back. I think at that point it says it's absolutely over doubt. And I think you'd be hard pressed to disagree with me on those points because this is all a chemical concoction that's happening within the young people of the world uh, in, in their formative years. And the more time they spend on their phones in front of a screen or, you know, outside the home, uh, they're going to be very vulnerable uh, to the morphing that's telling them that, oh, you might not be a girl. You might not be a boy. You might be all these other things. And pretty soon it's like, well, I can't tell my kid what to be. He's telling me how to be, and I better accept him. If not, I don't have a kid anymore. And that's the uh, ultimate uh, uh, sort of, uh, you know, guns at Navarone, guns in the morning that, that that's being drawn in every family. This is exactly what uh, is talked about every single day. If I were the devil, you know, churches divided against themselves, families divided against themselves, uh, communities divided against themselves, and they figured out a way to go ahead and wedge that. And that's through the influence uh, from coming outside. So if you don't control your home, you control nothing. Mm -hmm. And, and it, the threat of this, what we're talking about has always been there, Eddie, but you're right to, you're right to single out the digital media we have now, because if you're, you know, as a child, and I've, I've talked about the movie Dog Tooth before, where you're sort of your parents are dictators in your life, and they can they can use the power that they have for good or for ill. But with digital technology, you can't get out. You can't. I can't pump my gasoline, Eddie, without without Maria Menounos popping up on the on the gas pump. Right, talking she's to me. on every one. And she's a, she's a pretty girl, but you know, I don't need to see her every time I, I I fuel up. And you know, these children have and teenagers have devices in their in their hands right now. So their vulnerability to these kind of crazy ideologues. And I, you know, I, I don't think evil is too strong a word when it comes to some of these really destructive movements. Um, par parents had, parents truly had an ability. And of course, some horrible parents used it to abuse children, but most parents didn't. Uh, they had much more control. So these predators, uh, whether they see themselves Bingo. or not, they, uh, they have a tool set that they never had before. Right. Uh, and boy, are they, they seem to be using it and the problem seems to be getting worse. Yeah, and it's not gonna stop, folks. So, you know, going all the way back to the origin of this is why is Freddy Freddy? Freddy is Freddy because of exactly everything that we've told you over the last half hour of this. And you are in no position to compete against the pop culture, the TikToks, the snaps, the influence at school. And, and uh, the more you distance yourself from the kids, the more your kids are going to become more of them and not of you. Mm -hmm. And you cannot compete with that level of influence, folks. You, you, you just can't. And let me tell you, it's better for you to be totally and completely absent if you can't provide the level of direction that they need. If you're going to enable and influence and corroborate what they're getting from the outside world and not can take, uh, take control of your own home, then it's better for you to just go ahead and let them be on that progression and for you to accept them, which is how you become liberal parents because you're unwilling to go ahead and devote the level of time and you're willing to accept and move with the, the, the way of the modern world. That's just the way it is. 
But if you're willing to go ahead and put in the time and the effort and influence, and if your kids are scared and they have the fear of God in them from you and they're afraid to disappoint you, then your kids will never disappoint you and they'll never choose wrong, okay? You have to understand that. And unfortunately, Freddie, I wish we would have been a profile on his parents. I wish there had been a profile on his family life. Exactly. And ritual and holiday and uh, never changing calendar. You know, oftentimes I talk with people all the time and I say, you know, it's like, uh, you know, I'm anti-Black Lives uh, Matter. I'm anti-Black History Month. I'm anti-Native American Month. I'm anti-Hispanic. I'm, I'm, I'm anti all of those things. I don't need something to remind me that something is okay to celebrate or not celebrate because I don't see color. I don't see any of those, those types of things. And the more you ram it down, I throw like uh, some guy sent me today on the program. Uh, and I got to tell you, this is, this really bothered me. And you'd be so proud of me, Dowd, uh, <laughs> on this. This is good. This came earlier and, and he, uh, he sent me this whole thing about, oh, we're in honor of black history month. I'm like, there is no honor in black history month. I said, I will not play your program. I said, Hey man, I'm anti BLM and I'm anti black history month. The 169 pro 1619 project, read about it, look it up. I've watched several movies about it. I've seen several things and expose I said, I will replay last week. I'm actually serious about this. He says, listen to it. It's the opposite message. You two guys are contrary to BLM, 100% American with no hyphens. I'm like, I don't care. I don't even acknowledge these things. Mm -hmm. Because for you to just take one piece is for you to take the entire thing. It's the initial hook that gets you. And I said, I can't, bro. I'm done with these guys. It still says Black History Month on your, your leader. I, I don't even want to put those three words together because as far as I'm concerned, we might as well go ahead and go through everything and rewrite every piece of history so, to go ahead and uh, reframe things in the mind. And this is what is destroying our country. Absolutely what's destroying this country and your family, most importantly. Not, you know, this country doesn't exist if your families don't exist. The nucleus of this country, folks, is family. And if your family doesn't exist, and I don't mean in a traditional sense, but I, I don't mean, I mean in the sense that if your kids don't understand the role of a male dominant and of a female, if they don't understand their roles in, in, in society and in life, then they have no framework to replicate going forward. We don't get to 13 generations in my family. And that's how, still a hope because it's still out for the verdict. You know, I told my son, I said, this is your last rainbow birthday, birthday. There isn't a question about that. It's like, this is the last time you will go ahead and discuss with me getting the, the colors of the rainbow as part of what you do. And I'm going to teach you. Like, this is not the way that, that we're going to go going forward. Pick a color. This is what you like. This is what you don't like. You know, you may not. And, and, he's, and he totally gets it and he understands. But I will lead them and I will direct them and I will show them. But I'm not going to dictate to them you know, even though I kind of am in a sort of way. And that's not being paternalistic. That's me leading them because I know what is and what isn't. If you don't stand up for something, you fall for anything. And that's exactly what we have happening here in this country is you guys without principle, without direction. You know, I, there's a great thing that we didn't even discuss yesterday. It's like, you know, how to be a man. Do you want to defend manliness? You know, must you must know what it means, Okay. And all the people on the ride and conservatives are all out right there. Talk frankly about the crisis of masculinity in America. Defend traditional manliness against the ascendant left that wants to destroy it. That's what they want to do. This is a political angle. They want to take the Freddie Lewis's around and they want to jam them down your throat. They want to tell you that this is the way that it is. And this is, you know, whoever's stronger, weaker, we don't care about that. If you have a feminine tendency, so, well, I don't really care. Okay. 
There's strong. I mean, look at Prince. I mean, honestly, <laughs> like the most effeminate man you've ever seen, and quite possibly might be the most masculine man in many ways if you really stop and think about it. But this guy argues, and if we're going to defend manliness as good and virtuous and necessary for a healthy republic, then we need to be clear about what it is and what it is not. What is it? Physically strong, courage, independence, assertiveness. I, I think that uh, I think that pretty much describes the rock of talk, and certainly doubt. <laughs> but why? Not so that they can crap post about how ripped or good looking they are compared to libs. So they can protect and defend those who are weak. How many times, folks, have you seen a something happen in society and it's like something really bad at the grocery store? I just read this. Did you read this Dick Nif Niffing article there at uh, Walmart? Like Dick Niffing's like sitting there like, oh, my God, it's gotten so bad. Well, Dick, you talked about it on the air for 40 years and you enabled the, uh, the weakness of the left with your reporting. Uh, by talking about how bad and how we have to be understanding of the criminality that's out there. That's not masculine. Justifying a level of criminality and, and voting that way is not masculine. And, you know, Dick, for all intents and purposes, uh, you know, may have been a pretty conservative guy, but he may have had one of the worst sons I've ever met in my entire life. His son I went to school with, Trey. Horrible guy. Just absolutely horrible. Acted up, you know, talked back to the teachers, didn't like, a, like, Dick, where are you in your own damn home? Where are you? This guy's literally spitting on the journalism teacher. And uh, you're talking about how bad everything is out every night and you can't control your own damn kid. That's not being a man. And I used to sit behind uh, Dick uh, over at uh, St. Charles every Sunday with my, my nana and my tata. My nana and tata couldn't read, but we were at church every Sunday. What's part of being a man? Going to church. Okay, you may not be paying attention the entire time. You might have some, you know, different thoughts and various things, but you showed up. Dow did. He didn't want to. No, trust me. <laughs> it's a way of being, ladies and gentlemen, of living according to the principle that you are responsible for and being responsible for the welfare of others, sacrificing yourself for other people's sake. And, you know, you guys might say all these terrible things about me. Oh, Eddie's narcissist or... Eddie's only self-serve. You guys don't know the first part about me. Seriously. I couldn't be more generous. Seriously. I could not be more generous than I've been over the last year. Year and a half, really. And I'm just like done. I, I'm going to tap out. I'm gonna, now I'm focused on myself. And you guys are all like, well, how the hell did that guy lose 47 pounds? We have to be willing to make a sacrifice for the, for the next generation, whatever that happens to be. What's your sacrifice? Helping people in need people being harassed, standing up for principles, right? Or be willing to help out a friend, a, a neighbor, hearing about something bad, saying something out so that you can draw attention to it. That, that, that's my power because I have the, the radio. How about risking your own safety, right? That's an important thing. But what's everybody doing right now? They're filming whatever has happened. They're posting on the internet. They're saying, well, how many hits did I get? How many thumbs up? How many likes? How many follows? For what purpose? How does that help you? Oh, yeah, more attention, yeah? That's the baseline. Should we go to Maslow's theory of needs and we cover that? The four and the four, do you guys know what those are? Yeah, big one in there that you guys are all trying to satisfy has nothing to do with those base eight, eight basic hierarchy of needs, but it's the one that you feel the most more than anything else. 
How about working? Right now, people don't work. I'm not going to take that job. I don't have to do that. I'm going to wait for the check to come in. How about that? How about uh, doing something that's undignified in front of your children? Laying down your life for somebody. Greatest thing that I've ever seen to this day was an in confirmation class where a man goes to sacrifice his life for a young child. And it's like, I got told, talked in a confirmation class. And I know you, I told you this one, Dowd where he literally sacrificed his own life for a child and pushed him off the bridge and jumped in front of the train and lost his own life. And they said, that's Jesus. And I'm like, exactly. And yesterday I started talking about it a little bit, but what about civility? Just being nice manners. I tell my kids all the time that you can go anywhere as long as you have manners. There's nothing in the world you can't get. It's the greatest currency, no matter how much money or how much money you don't have. It's all about, please, thank you, yes, sir, no, sir, speaking up, remaining silent at the most important time. George Washington wrote about this at the age of 14. Look it up, George Washington's 110 rules for, rules for civility. Folks, we've lost our way. Men have stopped being men. Women have stopped being women. We're justifying choices in society. The University of Pennsylvania swimmer, absolutely disgusting. You've got 15 different groups that have come out. The uh, uh, Trans Empowerment Advocacy Project has come out and uh, supported. How about the Penn Law Lambda, Democrat Society for Law Students? How about the International Human Rights Advocates, uh, University of Pennsylvania Journal of Law and Social Change, Civil Rights Law Project, Penn Law Boxing, Toll Caller, uh, Scholar Classes, 20... 22 through 24, Latinx law students. Yeah, all of them have come out to support who? Their very woman that's shattering records, Leah Thomas, who swam three years on the men's team and just recently transitioned, transed to the women's team. And they all say that his success, her success, I don't know, whatever it is, is due to hard work, not because, quote unquote, he's a man. Thomas did not succeed because she is transgender. She succeeded because of the hard work she has put in throughout her long swimming career and because she is finally able to authentically be herself and race in a sport that she loves. That very action will destroy all of the University of Pennsylvania, the very school that Donald Trump graduated from. We've taught women how to be ugly, take pride in being fat, Shaved head, tattoos, purple hair, whatever at this point. It's absolutely and totally disgusting. And then they wonder why they suffer from self esteem issues, why they have mental issues, because they're too busy burying themselves in a societal outlook that is not their own, but that they have been over influenced through media, social media. Hell, Miss America threw herself off a 29-story loft because of societal pressures of the outside world because she didn't feel good enough. Miss America, Miss USA, so, uh, basically represented us at Miss Universe, gorgeous beyond all get out, and took her own life because of everything outside of her was telling her that she was ugly despite the fact that she won a beauty pageant representing more than 330 million Americans. Absolutely unbelievable. So take control of your family, take control of your children, 
take control of the direction. Be proud. Don't let anybody make you feel bad because if somebody can make you feel bad, then they can make your children feel bad. Your kids will have as much pride and strength as you honestly have. And I'm not talking about bravado or false machismo or any of that, but know who you are. Gnothi Sauten. Go back and read the great Greek philosophers at the very top is Socrates. And you have Plato and Aristotle, of course, a, a student of Plato. The culmination of that with Aristotelian but nobody better than the Q&A uh, dialectic uh, coming, of course, from Socrates, the Socratic method. We can learn more through that, the Q&A and trusting our gut, than we can through anything else. They probably had any nothing to read. I think they had Herodotus and uh, what else uh, at the time that uh, Socrates was alive, Dowd? Thucydides. <laughs> that's about it. I think that's about all they had. They didn't have yeah. a- anything else. And yet they came to greater truths than you can come to here yep. on this February the 4th, 2022. Does not say a whole lot about our society and where we're at today. Despite our technological prowess and our advancement, where are we? Baby, you're nowhere. 550 5500 It's 550-5500. Dad, do you want to hang out for hour three and Louie? Uh, I would indeed. Out? Why not? Louie's one of my favorite people. Yeah, he is a little, little. Maybe we can get him to subscribe to the Rock of Talk, Eddie, if we can. I was still waiting for. uh, I was still waiting for Jay Block to. uh, Oh. Yeah. uh, Okay. He did say, I don't know if you, um, uh, I don't know if you, you saw that, but Jay did say that he was going to subscribe, and I'm still waiting for a subscription. Okay. Yeah. So, anyway. we, we see everything and all, we, we, they tell us everything on Substack. We, we know, we know who's in and who's out. We see <laughs> you. I see you at the airports. Uh, just any final people. word about what you said about yes, 10 sir. minutes ago, the, the Freddie, this woman who considers herself a man, she's yeah. not a man. She just considers herself a man. You said something about parents. Why weren't the parents profiled right. in that BBC piece? And I couldn't have said it better myself. And I was thinking about, you know, miserable. I was a miserable teenager. High school was hell for me. Why didn't I become Freddie? You know, why am I still alive? Why didn't Why didn't I go into some weird uh, gender fluid situation? You know, why didn't I, you know, join a cult or something? And I really think, uh, you know, I had a very strong family backing, parents who really fostered my interests. Uh, we had dogs, which have always been a great, really part of my life. Uh, and we, I had a couple of teachers who were really big in my life and sort of fostered my interest in politics. My mother showed up one day at the at the high school and said, we're going to go over and see George H.W. Bush give a talk over in West Hartford. Um, there are these intervening forces in a young person's life that can keep you from falling astray. But when the family and the societal uh, structure collapses all around you, those intervening forces are frayed or non-existent and you get more Freddies. Um, I may not have worked out perfectly as an adult, but I think that uh, looking at Freddie, I think Freddie's in for a, a lot of pain in in uh, in her life, uh, p- picking what she picked uh, as a life course. And what about her home life and what about her parents could have maybe intervened and stopped this nonsense? Well, I yeah. guess we'll never know. Yeah, we will never know. Doubt I am uh, pretty proud of the last couple of hours, I got to say. I think it's a pretty good uh, talk radio for a Friday afternoon. I think uh, we delve more into the truth uh, rather than uh, give our opinions on current events. And I think that that's good. Um, You know, I'm really, I think uh, for our listeners, really trying to separate the wheat from the chaff, if you will, are the people who are, you know, uh, people who are dedicated to a particular, the cult of personality of 
I don't care if it's uh, the Democrat Party or Donald Trump. And I think we're finally getting to sort of the roots of everything. And I got to say, I'm pretty proud of the talk radio as of late. So, you know, especially the last couple of hours. It's almost like we know what we're doing. Almost like we actually read and care and listen and delve into things. Uh, Eddie, epic, great show today. Losing the signal as I head north through Bernalillo. Now grew up in the 70s. Single parent household. Problem, but my mom did teach us manners. Manners really are everything. I will say one thing that uh, that both you and I actually were given, Dad. It was a great set of manners. Mm-hmm. I will say that. You know, I try. Fear, Sometimes it's hard. <laughs> yeah, fear for our elders, though. I think yes, yes. Yeah, so I think that's the greatest thing. I mean, the fact that you still talk about your parents to this day and that they're listening and where they are, I think, is a, a really great thing. And that you're, you know, happy about that. And then, you know, your, your greatest contribution is to, you know, the youngsters uh, that are out there. And I think that that's a that, that's a big thing uh, as well. So especially um, your nephew. All Just right. 11 years uh, of my life. Now, Louis Sanchez is waiting outside. Eddie, I can see you have awakened. The generation is lost. Your priority is where it must be, your young men. Thank you for continuing to share your voice with us uh, to awaken others that our future can only be saved in our homes. That's right. It's the family. Everything is uh, comes right down to the family and your role. And if anybody we- weakens your role, either as a mother, as a father, they're not on your side. Those who can make you believe absurdities can make you commit atrocities. Our future is being written today. No doubt about it. Eddie, we were ready to have dinner and start our normal evening. And then you said Louie was coming on hour three. So everything stopped just to hear him. Don't worry. <laughs> Louis Sanchez is coming in. By the way, tell Louie we ordered his wife's book on Kindle and sent the link to our 90-year-old mom in Kansas City so she can read it as well. That's awesome. Fantastic show. Love you. I actually own the book. Oh, that's awesome. Androgyny is a symptom of a declining civilization. Um, you might remember that uh, both in uh, Braveheart. Remember when they fell in Braveheart? And then uh, Commodus, uh, you might remember the strangeness mm-hmm. that went on with Commodus and, uh, uh, you know, uh, Gladiator. I try and do something nice for a stranger every day. Some days I forget, but that's something I'm trying to do. You might remember, hey, just hold the door open for a black person and just tell them reparations if you really want. No, I'm just kidding. That's funny, though. And that's funny. That's comedy. What do you ever say? You know, they'll even laugh. They're like, well, come on, stop it. Hey, guys, just a quick comment. Dr. Jordan Peterson discussed on his podcast this topic of transgenderism and how teens are so deeply vulnerable to be groomed. Terrifying how government laws are changing to allow gender transitions by means of health insurance plans. Is that true? Covering various surgeries. Wow. One topic I found interesting was how teenage females who have personality traits that are more in line with men during this confusing time look to treatment. My gosh. One topic, uh, yeah, first line of treatment is testosterone injections that quickly reverse depression into a surge of energy and an amazing feeling of positivity. Just like anyone who shoots up testosterone, there is a high. But in time, it fades, and then depression returns. What happens when testosterone officially confirms positivity to the rush of surgical treatment to then be in a situation that is very difficult to reverse? Wow. How about that insight? That's Uh that's something. Senate Rules Committee is currently still debating, proposing their voting amendments for SB8. Uh, it may not get voted on as a whole until tomorrow or next week. And that has to do with the uh, growing number of people who seem to want 16 and 17 year olds. Their brains don't fully develop for another eight to 10 years and they want them to vote. But uh, Same. You know, Same. Yeah, absolutely crazy. We'll be the first state in the country if we actually pass that to uh, get that done. And folks, it won't be an accomplishment. Uh, this is the very uh, bane of civilization for the United States of America, which is uh, on the decline. If you like this and you want to share this particular podcast, 
Uh, if you want to share this uh, particular broadcast uh, with everybody, please become a subscriber. And uh, we'll do so today directly at www.rockoftalk.chat. That's rockoftalk.chat. Back after a quick break, uh, we've got some a little bit of music and a little bit of commercials. And we'll take it till 7 with Luis Sanchez, Congressional District Number 1 candidate.
1600 KIVA Albuquerque. Within moments of your vehicle being taken out of your possession due to theft, other crimes are committed. Unfortunately, vehicle theft is all too common, but it can be prevented with the Revelco vehicle anti-theft device. RevelcoNM.com or give us a call at 505-550-4994. Pet Food Gone Wild in Rio Ranchos pampers pets, all-natural wet and dry pet foods, tasty treats, and supplements too. I'm Susanna, owner of Pet Food Gone Wild, ready to answer all your questions about healthy pet foods and treats. Pet Food Gone Wild provides grooming and makes every visit fun and easy with the Pet Food Gone Wild rewards card. 5% off at checkout. Pet Food Gone Wild keeps pets happy. Mobile offers at pets.theplaceilike.com. You and your pets will love this month's offer. Pets.theplaceilike.com. Music is the great communicator on makeusgodlyagain.com. Sometimes we just need a pick-me-up. Makeusgodlyagain.com. This is Jeffrey Candelaria from Straight Talk with Jeffrey Candelaria. If you're tired of those old Wall Street cliches, give Pavlos Panagopoulos and his team a call at 505-828-4068 or his website, myfinancialsense.com. Securities and investment advisory services are offered through Satara Advisor Networks and Satara Advisor Networks is a member of the Securities Investors Protection Corporation. Call 505-828-4068. Bad credit? Need it fixed? At Credit Rescue Inc., our services have been used by mortgage companies, banks, and auto dealerships to help people who have been turned down for credit. Don't spend the next 7 to 10 years as a victim of high interest. Remember, knowledge is power, and you now have a way to get back your credit worthiness. Bad credit can haunt people for years. Let's rescue your credit at Credit Rescue, Inc. Call me, Mike Ramos, to set up an appointment today at 505-899-1448. That's 899-1448. 
Want the honesty, affordability, and reliability of a household plumber without the crack? Call Rogers Plumbing and Heating, family-owned and operated since 1973, for all your plumbing needs. Reaching Albuquerque, Baylor, Moriarty, Santa Fe, New Laguna, Pueblo, and anywhere in between. Rogers Plumbing and Heating is not only fast and reliable service, being family-owned and operated since 1973 means they always put their customers first and hold each of their employees to the highest moral, professional, and ethical standards. So when you need a fix without the crack, call Rogers Plumbing and Heating at 243-9703. No matter where your journey starts, it will end at Ann Matthews Bridal, where you will get to say yes to the dress. The Ann Matthews selection from nine top designers, including the Disney collection to 18 different lines, brings the shopping experience of New York and Dallas right here to Albuquerque. Call 890-3736 for your own personal shopping experience. Ann Matthews Bridal, 890-3736. Located across the street from Coronado Center at 6121 Manal Boulevard. Amazing Grace Personal Care Services is companion care at a reasonable rate, including mobile assistance, meal preparation, household services, cognitive assistance, and support services, and more. 505-796-4900. That's 505-796-4900. Maintaining your cutting equipment is essential to the longevity of your tools and the quality of your product. Whether you're a woodworking professional, metalworking professional, hobbyist, or you just need a new edge on your kitchen knives or gardening tools, trust the sharpening experts at Precision Sharpening to help keep your tools in excellent condition 884-8229 884-8229 do you believe the u.s can run trillion dollar deficits forever without consequence do you believe our politicians have any incentive to rein in spending do you believe the stock and bond markets are on solid ground if you don't and if you believe something's wrong but you also believe there will be an opportunity as things change then call greg zanetti at zanetti financial he's been helping people with their investments since 1986 he sees the investment world through a clear lens he gets it no annuities no insurance no investor profiles the goal is to make you money call greg today 250-3754 or visit him at zanettifinancial.com Looking for a full-service landscaping company that can design, build, and maintain your landscape? True West Landscape is the company for you. Whether you are a property manager or homeowner looking for that quality weekly service, True West is here to help. Contact the True West team of professionals today so we can show you our quality service options at 505-395-7770, 505-395-7770, or visit online at truewestgroup.com. Music is the great communicator on makeusgodlyagain.com. Well, it may be the devil, or it may be the Lord, but you're going to have to serve somebody. Sometimes we just need a pick-me-up. Makeusgodlyagain.com. Pet Food Gone Wild in Rio Rancho, pampering your pets with a full self-serve dog wash. Pet Food Gone Wild, two stations for one to three dogs at a time. Cats, too. Oh, and ask for the grooming club card. I'm Susanna, owner of Pet Food Gone Wild, providing natural food and supplements for healthy pets. Pet Food Gone Wild rewards card makes every visit easy. Pet Food Gone Wild, tap to call at pets.theplaceilike.com. You and your pets will love this month's offer at pets.theplaceilike.com. This is The Rock of Talk on AM 1600 KIVA Albuquerque. Sugar, don't you cry 
old child wipe your tears from your eyes You know I need you to be strong And the day is as dark as the night is long Feel like trash, you make me feel clean I'm in the black, can't see or be seen Baby, 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 light my way Baby, 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 like 606 in the 505 with more 411 here for your third hour. I am Eddie Aragon, the Rock of Talk, AM 1600, FM, rockoftalk.com. Don't forget Roku TV, Amazon Fire, Apple TV. Uh, no longer podcasting anywhere except if you subscribe directly at rockoftalk.chat. That's www.rockoftalk.chat. And don't forget... Rockoftalk.tv and rockoftalk.com for your uh, apping uh, pleasures uh, here. We're going to take it all the way to 7 o'clock here on a Friday night. Currently 6.17 on the dot, on the nose, as uh, D. Dowd, Musk, and I uh, bring into the Kiva, one of our favorite guys, a guy that's uh, burning the candle on both ends and uh, lighting our way here for CD1. His name, uh, Louis Sanchez, uh, right here in the Kiva. We welcome Louis in. Louis, how are you this afternoon? Hey, Eddie. Thank you for having me in again. I appreciate it. It's a little cold outside. Is it? Is <laughs> yeah. it cold? I didn't notice. I'm, <laughs> I'm in a t-shirt and shorts and I'm doing okay out here. I'm glad that you're here, Louie. Thanks for making it in. And of course, he doubt Muska, uh, him and his family are tuning in late night, I believe, uh, East Coast time. It's uh, nine o'clock. Let's see. Currently in Tokyo, it's 10, 17 tomorrow a.m. Uh, and I believe in Scotland, I think, uh, what are we looking at? Uh, GMT time. They're at uh, 12, 17, 12, 18 a.m. and still listening pat- past midnight, if I'm not mistaken, D-Dad Muska. Yeah, but Eddie, just re- just remember, don't say anything bad about the Chinese because uh, Pelosi doesn't want you to get in trouble. Oh, yeah, arrested. that's right. You're going to get reprimanded. Uh, yes. Just shut up and dribble. <laughs> uh, right, D-Dad Muska? Isn't that what we need to do? Shut up and dribble like uh, LeBron James. Oh, there he is, uh, D. There, there, there we go. There we go. There we go. Uh, you, you missed me saying uh, on Friday nights, Eddie. My sister in Scotland stays up and listens live, so oh. they're, they're they're going late on a Friday. <laughs> oh, that's nice to hear. Okay, we'll say. Uh, and what's your sister's name out there in Scotland? That would be uh, Darcy. 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 There we go. Uh, all right, uh, Louis, you decided to switch uh, horses and yes. uh, move on from the gubernatorial race to the CD1 race. And I think that that's good for us. Uh, I think we're excited about that. I'm encouraged uh, by that, uh, squaring off against uh, Melanie Stansbury. Tell us about the new boundaries uh, for CD1, uh, what it looks like. I know that you were very comfortable with Riodoso in that area. Uh, as well, but I, this is a kind of a, a strange uh, cut of the cake, uh, so to speak, uh, down south, uh, Louis. Well, it really is, you, you know, and it really depends on where you live. Uh, they, it's like they just threw the new district up against the wall, you know, and like, you know, what they threw up against the wall, and just to see if it worked. Um, give you a perfect example where I grew up down, you know, by my grandma's house, right there on Broadway and Stadium. So, what'd you call your grandma? Was she Shinana? Uh, no, she is my abuela. Mawela, Mawela. We all have different names for our grandma somehow. Yeah, you know, and and we do. And but I guess now she's in CD one. But if you go, but if you go to my aunt Loretta's house, which is just a block and a half over, she's uh, no. I'm sorry, my grandma's in CD two, but my aunt is now in CD one. 
And then let's see if you keep going up state. That's not stadium anymore. Sorry, I just aged myself. <laughs> Avenida that says our Chavez. It says our Chavez. That's right. <laughs> yeah. Then then it starts cutting back and forth, and you go by the you know Barella's Coffee House, and then you go by my my mom where my mom grew up over there in Barella's, and then you go through the zoo, and then it just depends on what side of the street you're on. So. Um, but, you know, what they did is you can really tell that the gerrymandering went on. And um, and we know why is completely go against Yvette Harold down in the south. And the, so they're hoping to take, you know, the the strong parts of CD2 and then give her um, the South Valley and the West Mesa of Albuquerque. Okay. And so, you know, the good part, Eddie, is that good conservatives like you um, and myself that were strong in the South Valley and the West Mesa. So, you know, and I think they're going to be quite surprised when this election comes up, um, you know, being Hispanic, just like you are, you know, I don't think that the Democrats realize just how conservative Hispanics are. And, and, you know, and, and the nice thing is that they're starting to see through this progressivism because they're not Democrats anymore. They're not, you know, the, the days of uh, John F. Kennedy are gone. Now are the days of Melanie Stansbury and AOC and Pelosi and Schumer, where it's just all about control. And it's not, you know, I heard the first hour and I thought it was amazing. You guys were talking about family and it's just, you know, family's gone because you're not supposed to admire family or give respect to family. You're supposed to admire and respect government. And that's not the way it should be. You know, we're losing who we are as a culture and a people. And just, uh, did I just say people? I did. You did. Que no. <laughs> so, you know, and I think the Democrats are overreaching on this. Um, and we're, we're putting, we put together a good team. And, uh, you know, I think they're going to be really surprised come November when we uh, not only take CD1, but we hold CD2 and hopefully we can take CD3 and we give the people back, you know, what 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 are due by our, by our Constitution. And, you know, and, and to the point where for for the first time in a long time, the government actually works for the people and it's not expected for the people to work for the government. So. Louis, uh, you grew up in the South Valley. Your family, uh, not all your family can vote for you. That's interesting. And yeah. I think they are a little bit worried. Uh, in addition to that, uh, they want uh, people who are uh, not very educated on the issue, 16 and 17-year-olds, uh, you know, to vote on uh, uh, now. That's uh, SB, I believe, 8 that's up for debate uh, right. all day long. We've been fighting hard. Our, our fight for 505 soldiers are have been on the line stepping in. A few other people uh, have been doing it as well. But you know, this would be disastrous and would be in effect uh, this year for this year's, in addition to the gerrymandering, um, you know, you'd have people who have no idea what they, where they are on policy uh, jumping in on this uh, election. Well, exactly. And, and, and you know, and, th and think about what the, what the progressives, and I keep calling them progressives because it's not Democrats anymore. You know, somebody like a John F. Kennedy or shoot, even like a Bill Clinton, they couldn't get elected right now. Uh, because they're because they're not far enough left. And that's the first it, time I've heard that. Is anybody else saying that? Oh, yeah. A lot of people are saying that. And especially, um, it, you know, it's it's interesting that that they want to go after such a young population because they're willing to buy votes. And that's really what it is. Um, our entitlements have just gone out of control. Government spending has gone out of control. And and, you know, and and, and it, they're not selling a sense of pride anymore when when we grow up and, you know, that the American dream is alive and well to go there. And I keep saying that because I really believe it because of where I started, if American dream wasn't alive and well, there's no reason I should be where I'm at. There is just literally no possible road in any other country in the world that I would be where I'm at. You know, uh, being a small business owner, going through college, um, because if I believe the progressives then basically I would have needed their help 
to stay in the same situation I was at, and I would have needed for entitlements to come through on my life. Yeah, in wait order for the to check. Survive. Wait, exactly. wait for the check, Louie, instead of getting out and running. You're in your yeah. uh, uniform uh, working today. <laughs> I know that. Uh, tell us about the healthcare industry because you are involved in the healthcare industry. You're also entrepreneurial. Um, you're, uh, two children. We just wished happy birthday to one of them last week, I believe. Yes. Um, and, uh, tell us a little bit about your family background. Sure. So, um, what I do is I, as you said, I, I do kind of burn the candle at both ends. So I work for a pacemaker company and I lead a team of six here in New Mexico and we travel the whole state helping put in pacemakers and defibrillators. And then we cover most of the majority of all the clinics when, so if you know anybody with a pacemaker defibrillator, chances are myself or a member of my team we help put it in and then we usually do the follow-up. And so we cover all the way down to Artesia and then all the way up to Durango. So, okay. and yeah, as you said, a long the, ways, by, by the know, way, that's about six hours. Uh, oh, it is. so three to Durango, another three back, three and a half, four to, uh, Artesia. Exactly. And, and then on the other side is, you know, as you mentioned, yeah, I am one of the owners of Calibers. And so we're entrepreneurial spirit is alive and well in the Sanchez family. And, you know, I have, I have two amazing sons, a beautiful wife of 26 years. And, you know, maybe I'm a little old fashioned, but just even listening to the program that you guys had earlier, I, I you and doubt are right, hit it right on the head. Um, you know, uh, right now we look for babysitters and iPads and television shows and video games. And um, I do think it's affecting uh, the future of this country, you know, it is. And when I think families need to get involved. And so I'm not saying that Cassie and I do it right, but you know, when we come together as a family for dinner, there are no phones. Uh, you we, have, uh, you have two children. Let's uh, talk yeah. about how right you do it. Uh, your two children are doing what, how old are they right now? Okay. So, um, uh, my oldest Tyler just turned 23 is his birthday. And he went to, and he just graduated from Abilene Christian. He's doing research at their medical center. there, trying to get ready to go to med school. And my youngest Abilene's a great city and a <laughs> uh, pretty good little school over well, there at Abilene Christian. Uh, uh, we're actually talking about, no, no, no. It's a, the school's great. The town has yeah, something. Yeah. yeah, no doubt, no doubt. But I mean, it's still, I mean, it's still down home cooking. Oh, it is, and 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 you know, and it's interesting because uh, he he learned real quick um, what happens when you go to a private school and how hard it is. Yeah, and, and so, but you know, he succeeded. He kept his presidential scholarship. Wow. Through his whole time, and uh, my youngest is. 20 he'll be 21 this year and he goes to oklahoma christian he's studying 3d modeling and animation i have no idea of what he does on the computer it's just i just look at it and just it's all zeros and ones zeros and ones and all programming and coding but it's amazing what he comes up with <laughs> well uh maybe he's trying to be uh, richie valens's brother he's finding all the car cartoon characters in the dumpster there <laughs> i don't know whatever uh, <laughs> it's bugs bunny i'll play drums there he is i'll play drums for you <laughs> <laughs> uh, just like Chuck Berry said, Abilene, why can't you be true? Right? Oh, Abilene. All right. So remember, he's and like, then, uh, here he starts that concert uh, there in La Bamba. Let's oh, talk yeah. about Hispanic culture, how important uh, that is. I know Dowd wants to jump in on a number of issues and nobody sure. can hit uh, Melanie Stansberry harder. Uh, well, maybe than COVID, but uh, certainly uh, D-Dowd Muska. And I know he wants to dig in on that. He's got a lot of good stuff. Uh, she's all sorts of crazy. But oh, before we jump in, and one of the advantages that you have is a connection to culture from the South Valley. Your kids have both uh, gone to uh, Christian schools, yep. both private. Uh, you have, uh, we're not going to say subsidize them because one of them is a presidential and the other one's on Scully over yep. at uh, 
Oak Christian yep. uh, Academy in uh, Oklahoma. Boy, Oklahoma's done it right. Texas has done it right. They New really Mexico have. has not done it right. So uh, you can uh, certainly uh, say that. But uh, let's just talk about culture and how much it means to your two boys and your family and uh, what it means to the future of this state. Absolutely. Yeah. And, you know, I, as I said, Cassie and I kind of brought my, uh, um, our sons up old school. You know, my, my sons have been down to, uh, they, they, wore, they wore zoot suits and uh, big <laughs> yeah. went uh, to El Modelo on Sundays. Yeah, and, you flannels know. up to their, uh, you know, their top button. And, and oh, you know, it's interesting because they've been down in my grandma's house, the, you know, where the trailer that we started down there by the aquarium. Uh, they've been to Mantanzas, Quinceanarias, First Holy Communion. Oh, and, yeah, there you go. And, and, and they have a sense of, of, of who they are and what their roots are. And, and, and that was very important to me because, you, you know, it, my dad always used to say, you know, you can't hide from who you are and your roots and your culture. And, and I wanted them to know. And I wanted them to know where their father was brought up and their grandparents were brought up, too. And, and you know, they're just they're just good kids. Cassie and I are very blessed on what we do. And, and Eddie, I think you've seen my boys at the last pre-primary. They'll open doors for you. And, and you know, that was really important for us, to, for them to know who they are, where, they're, where they really came from, where their father came from and 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 what that culture means and you know yes they carry the last name of sanchez and, and they don't have a choice uh, you know that's my last name and so i wanted them to know exactly um who their grandmother and grandfather were uh who were their great grand and grandfather were and and you know and the nice thing is my boys were never ashamed you know my grandma lives in a two-bedroom house still um you know my aunt and uncle their house is probably 1200 square feet i think but, 12 but it's home. i think 12 of my kids uh 12 kids and uh my nana and Tata both grew up in a two-bedroom, right. uh, 12-kid household. So, you know, that that was the way it was. That's the way it was. And, and you know, where my grandma was, she was right there on Broadway and Stadium, right behind the Fina. And she, I remember we used to go to an outhouse, <laughs> you know, and you'd always have to look because you didn't want the spiders to get you at night. So You were quick up and off the uh, the, the toilet <laughs> seat, right? Just... You really were, and especially when it was cold. You know, you, yeah. Maybe that's where the uh, term, uh, not to get uh, too graphic here, but Dad will let you take it from here for the last time. Uh, uh, 20 minutes there with uh, Luis Sanchez, but maybe that's where Barking Spiders came from. Uh, <laughs> 6.30 here in the Kiva, we got Dowd. He's going to tee off on a little bit of uh, the Congressional District 1, Melanie Stansberry. Uh, she's got a lot of money, Louie. Yep. And, uh, you know, I know that it's not going to be any cakewalk uh, here in the CD1 because you got that and you're headed up, uh, uh, I think, on uh, February the 26th down in Noisy Waters, Rio Doso. But you got uh, you've got, uh, you know, bigger fish to fry coming in the general because you're up against a woman who's already raised 1.6 million. She's the darling of the democratic party. And uh, no doubt uh, Deb Holland is going to be uh, right in her corner as well. So that's a lot to deal with. Uh, I'm going to let you doubt you and Dowd go back and forth on this. Cause there's a lot to get to um, the policy, the, um, you know, energy transition act, you know, the water, I think there's a level of corruption where Melanie Stansbury has been involved in the university of New Mexico I mean, there are so many problems with her representing this particular district. And now it's changed and uh, people don't see it as as uh, safe, except for uh, Joe Monahan, uh, who appears, uh, at least in his mind, as a legend in his own mind, the home for New Mexico politics. But uh, Dowd, take it away, sir. Yeah, Louis, uh, great to talk to you again, my my, my friend. Uh, I, I wanted to start with right where Eddie was. I got it on my list. Uh, we call her Lonely Girl here in the Kiva because she just is such a lonely girl. 
I, I just think, you know, talking about family, if she just married a guy and had a couple of kids, she probably would have been a good mom and just leave the rest of us the hell alone. Stop trying to raise our taxes and regulate everything we do. Um, she calls herself a climate professional. Uh, right. I was at a at a meeting not, well, you know, I guess it was long ago now because we've been in limbo for two years. But I don't know, two or three years ago, I was, I was at a, she calls herself a, a climate professional. And I want to kind of pick your brain at, at that 40,000 foot level on the issue of uh her environmental apocalypticism uh, or environmental eschatology, whichever you prefer, <clears throat> the the notion that uh, we have ten years to live. I don't know that Lonely Girl said that. We know we know that uh, AOC mm -hmm. has said those kind of things. I think Schumer recently said, you know, brought that out again. Um, you know, these people are obsessed with this trace gas in the atmosphere called carbon dioxide. It makes up a minuscule part of of the atmosphere. We have nations on earth who are developing rapidly uh you know, huge nations india china iran brazil nigeria pakistan bangladesh mexico you know these are 100 million or more population countries um it it seems that stansbury's agenda the, the progressive left's environmental agenda in america and certainly affecting new mexico in such a big way with our what I would call the real energy economy here uh, kind of ignores what's actually going on with the biggest polluters and tries to penalize a country like the United States. That's done amazing things in the last 40, 50 years to, to clamp down on pollution. So what, how is your perspective on the environment different than the, the incumbent? Well, you know, it's interesting when somebody goes to an Ivy league school, um, she comes, she works for a progressive Senator in Washington. Then she comes back directly to get elected. And, you know, she, and she I, I what I think her degree was in ecology and yes and and, and you know and, and it's really interesting when when she sits there and she tells us um you know how to run our businesses when she's never had a business and she's never had to sign her name you know honest not just because Eddie's here but the way Eddie did you know or I did uh to, to try and get a small business loan or to finance a business or when you have employees you know she tries to tell us how to raise our families and what's best for our children when she's never even had children and, you know, and just because you read something in a book does doesn't make you the regional expert on this. And mm -hmm. and when when you represent a state like New Mexico, OK, where, uh, you know, 700 million just goes to our education and majority of our budget. Well, not a majority, but a lot of our budget comes from oil and gas. And the interesting thing is if you actually talk to the oil and gas people down south or up there in Farmington, um, Nobody wants dirty air and water. They don't. And they know the transition's coming. And but the problem is, is that they don't want to transition and they don't want to go, you know, to uh, just take it one step at a time. They want to throw everything at kind of like they did with redistricting. Let's throw everything up against the wall and let's do it now. And then if you talk against it or you say, hey, why don't we back up? Let's see what makes sense for the American people so that New Mexicans and the rest of the citizens in this country aren't paying four dollars a gallon. Then, you know, all, all of a sudden you don't care about the human race. You don't care about people. And, and all you all you do is money grubbing and you're just all in the corner of oil and gas. In, in, you know, whenever anybody does anything in business, you always budget and you plan ahead and you're always like on a two to four four year budget or, or you know, or or how are you going to do your capital expenses or how are you going to put your a business plan together to succeed when when you just stop production of oil? OK, let's just say that. And then we start depending on OPEC and we start going to basically people who hate us to dictate what we're going to pay for energy 
that's I mean, it's just disastrous because let's just let's just take this in the simplest forms, Dad. When when you go that far left, okay, you're you know, and they say, oh, we're well, we're the party of the poor and we care about people. Well, guess what? You you know, ninety percent of New Mexicans they can't afford a Tesla. They just can't. You can't afford electric cars. But 90% of those New Mexicans are now paying $4 for a gallon of gas. And she's going to come back and say, well, in the rescue plan, the CARES Act, we just gave them $700 a month. Well, great. Okay, so now they're getting an extra $700. They got $700, but they're paying $1,200 trying to heat their home, trying to pay for gas, get to work, and get their and, – and Lord knows, holy cow, if they have teenage kids and they get another car, then that – that $700 does nothing for them, you know, and one thing leads to another and they don't get it. You know, it's all about virtue signaling and it's all about moral outrage. And that's what they sell but because they can't sell anything else because they have nothing else that's working. Um, and so, you know, how I look at this, I look at everything and I've told you guys this before. It's, you know, I'd love for the mantra of my campaign just to be common sense. And if we were just to work with the energy producers, I mean, even Chevron came out and said, you know, we're working on sustainable energy. And they are. And, and Shell's doing it. Uh, BP is all doing it. But they don't want that. They just want to make sure that we cut everything for the U.S. so that we can tell or show, hey, God, look at our party. It's just amazing. And we're doing this and this. But yet they do nothing against the biggest polluters, which is China. You know, uh, Xi Jinping went up and said, oh, we need to cut emissions, but he didn't do anything to cut emissions. Huh. India, same same exact thing. So we are held to a different standard. And the only people that suffer are the American citizens. You know, and the people that I really care about suffer is not only American citizens, especially New Mexicans, because that affects, you know, you, me, Eddie's kids, my kids, my family, all New Mexicans. And, and New Mexicans that I know from around this state that I've known for the last 30 years of covering the state in my medical field. And it's not working and people are really hurting out there. They really are. And they're having to decide, Dowd, you know, are we going to pay for our gas and to heat our house or are we going to pay our car insurance or are we yeah. going to pay our mortgage insurance or, we're, you know, what are we going to do? And at some point, people have to make decisions in life. And all you're doing is just hurting people because they're looking right you know they they want the big wow and they're not looking what's happening a year from now or two years from now because uh, you know i don't know it, unless all of a sudden everybody they're going to give huge incentive or rebates on affording a hundred thousand dollar tesla so sure sure i'll, I'll keep driving my raptor yeah uh, i think <laughs> associated with that is what i think is, is the greatest sort of uncovered story by the mainstream media of the last 10 or 15 years which is this Corporate welfare connection between people like Stansbury and Green Energy, uh, implementing policies, of course, for businesses or quasi-businesses that then turn around and reward the people who are adopting these regulations and laws, which I think is, is deeply, deeply problematic. One of the things I think the Republican Party in New Mexico, that because the private sector is, is so... Uh, weak in our in our state, and, and the state has come to rely on federal spending and state spending and local spending for uh, people actually see that as economic development. I don't know what kind of world that is, but uh, leaving that issue aside, this issue of corporate welfare we have it we have it terrible in, in the in roundhouse. I write about it all the time, but in Washington, it really takes it to a a whole another level. And I'd sort of like to pick your brain about your understanding of pro-market versus pro-business. What we see from trade associations and business lobbies often, they just slap this, oh, this is pro-business. Well, what they really mean is it helps our industry or it helps the members of our, you know, in, in our sector of the industry. So I'm talking about things like 
special tax treatment, uh, federal subsidies, loan guarantees, import quotas that keep uh, uh, imports out uh, to, you know, to help the domestic industry. And those of us in the libertarian world draw a distinction between pro-business and pro-market. Uh, we're pro-market. We believe that the consumer benefits most from robust capitalism, as much competition as can be. Uh, I've tried to explain this distinction to a lot of Republicans in New Mexico. They just don't get it because the business lobbyists come along and say, this is pro-business. This is a great job vote for it and they all do um corporate welfare i mean at the federal level i mean it's been estimated to run really even into the hundreds of billions of dollars which could make a good chunk uh getting rid of it could make a really good chunk in terms of our annual deficit so uh, talk about your philosophy uh there are far too many people in washington it's both parties they pick winners and losers they decide what industries should succeed and which ones shouldn't these are the people who consider themselves visionaries and they won't let sellers and buyers make our own transactions and our own determinations in the marketplace that was a big big long introduction but i, th I think you know where i'm going here on this question no i know exactly where you're going with that and, and you're right and you know it's, it's interesting when they start talking about big business and big businesses uh, but think about how they talk about it big corporate business is bad you know and you always hear this from the left right and and you truly do and i and i want to make a distinction between democrats and progressives because right now everybody wants to be, um, you know, how would I say? It? Everybody's trying to walk that line because progressives need it. And and what I mean by that is that they have to give, they they try and make the evil big corporations, you know, it's horrible and they're crushing the average American citizen and big businesses doing that. But yet they have no problem taking billions of dollars in subsidies. Yep. Um, uh, you know, from these corporations. And if anybody ever wants to look, all you have to do is just go on OpenSecrets.org uh, and it'll tell you exactly. If you look at the governor or Ben Ray Lujan, you, you know, when they're getting they're saying, oh, no, we're going to make big corporations and big businesses pay their fair share. But yet you look on, you know, you look online and all of a sudden you see Comcast and you see uh, DirecTV and then you see and you see all these huge businesses giving to these huge progressives and the reason being is because they're hoping to the fact where you know well if we give them these huge tax breaks on and they do it in a way that through the tax code and that's how they do it or they give them big subsidies in order to stay in business you know or to increase their business because at the end of the day right they have to they have to show their quarterly earnings be and then uh, you know the CEO looks good and then all the all the board members and the and the stock and the stock owners get paid well if we were to do a true true free market system then competition always brings prices down and we always get better products for that and and uh, one of the biggest ways and people don't, and this is how I look at it. And, but you know, business doesn't only include making a product. It also includes countries, right? Because right now the, the, the bad people on the block are the Chinese and the Russians. Well, you know, it, it's interesting because, well, Oh, well, we don't want to upset China. NBA, NBA. Oh, right. Oh, <laughs> you know, the, you know, the, Oh, they're, they're suppressing the Uyghurs. It's genocide. It's doing this and that, but the NBA won't say anything bad about it because they build billions of dollars uh, from the NBA. And so they're not going to say one word about it. Um, you know, we just spent a billion dollars, I think, or like a $700 million on tests for COVID. 
if you got those tests from COVID, did you see where they came from? <laughs> made yeah, in. <laughs> made in China. And it actually has a Chinese certificate in the test. If you open COVID test right now, I was amazed. I showed my wife the other day. It's actually certified authentic and it's in Chinese. Wow. <laughs> so, wow. you know, so um, I, I like where you're going with this, Dad, because if they were just to give fair and honest taxes to corporations. You know, Trump tried to do that. Remember when he tried to come in at 17%, it ended up yep. at 21%. Right. right. And what you do is you make businesses competitive at that time. It, it doesn't matter if it's small businesses compared to big businesses. Like for us, we're a small business, but with our corporate tax structure at 21%, you know, we can afford, and now we have the buying power that we can, we can actually compete against Cabela's where Cabela's used to just be able to just hammer us before, but now we have the buying power to do that. And that's competition. So that means that people don't have to go to Cabela's. They can actually go to Calibers because we know their name. We know who they are and they can come in and we build a relationship with them. Um, it's the same, it, you know, and now I think it's horrible that you have our president going to the world forums now and asking for other countries to raise their corporate tax rates so these businesses will know or these corporations won't leave America and they'll keep producing in America, which is just ridiculous. If we were just to get a fair tax code for businesses and actually buy American and, you know, and I am I, I'm a homer. I, I think we should buy American. We should produce them in America and put Americans to work because everybody succeeds at that time. And, you know, and I'm just a common sense guy and it just makes sense. If, if, if corporations are treated fair, they're going to stay in America. They're going to produce a great product and everybody benefits. Made in the USA. That's what we got to do. Get yep. back uh, in the home. Uh, so sorry. Down. That was a long, long answer. I apologize. No, that's uh, <laughs> that's good. As always, uh, by the way, you can get the complete replay for all this by becoming a subscriber only at uh, directly at www.rockoftalk.chat. That's rockoftalk.chat. It is uh, 12.45 a.m. in Scotland, uh, where <laughs> Darcy is, and uh, we're never going to forget that. Uh, oh, I'll get a full uh, critique in, in an email in a little while about everything I did wrong on today's show. You know, oh, all, all the wonderful we, Irish-American women in my life who, uh, yeah, they're, 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 they're very adept at that. Uh, all right, Louis, on the ta you, know, you mentioned corporation taxes. Uh, the individual income tax, and of course, for many, many, many of us, the payroll tax, which is way worse than the individual income tax. But just in terms of the taxes that hit us, we're, we're coming up on, you know, not too far from April 15th. Um, the tax code is uh, unrecognizable, right. indecipherable, uh, utter madness. Uh, we've had, you know, Dick Armey and some brave Republicans. I don't always bash Republicans. Uh, Dick Armey was a great guy who, who was always trying to push for, you know, either a flat tax or a national sales tax. Uh, tell, talk about that, the the hideousness. And I think, you're, you know, an average person who's just earning a wage may not really get how tough it is for those of us who are kind of out on our own. As tough as it is for just a worker, uh, if you run any kind of your own operation, I mean, you're paying out big money to H&R Block or whoever just to see that you comply. Uh, the tax code is a nightmare in this in this country. So many people recognize that, but we still don't see any action in Congress. Well, exactly, because, you know, there, there's too many hands in the pot. And, and there really is. And honestly, I am one of those guys who likes a flat tax because everybody's so worried about, oh, well, they need to pay their fair share. How many times have we heard that over the last, uh, you know, uh, five years now? Oh, well, we just want to make sure everybody pays their fair share. I mean, when Ted Cruz and Sergeant came out with the fact that, hey, why don't we go to a flat tax that makes sense? Then guess what? It doesn't matter if you're, you know, and we can actually cut it off. 
So let's just say if if you're making a yearly income of $50,000, then you pay no tax. But as soon as you go over that, then you're paying a flat tax. And if we want to get rid of a tax code that is just volumes and volumes and volumes and, you know, and nothing against the accountants out there because we all need them and they keep me and I'm sure you guys out <laughs> of a lot of trouble, but it just makes it easy. And that's the easiest way for everybody to pay their fair share. Because right now there are so many loopholes in our tax structure that these big corporations, there's a reason why, well, they'll have, you know, 10 CPAs working because then they will find the loopholes. And as long as we keep doing this and we keep going down this same road and complaining about it, but no one does anything about it because everybody's afraid to, um, you know, we're going to keep running into this. And if they, they truly mean everybody has to pay their fair share, um, then th th then we need to go to something like a flat tax. And then this way, everybody pays exactly what they are. Because if you remember, what was it back when Obama's paying um, uh, running, they were talking about Bill Gates doesn't pay, you know, Bill, uh, you know, somebody making $75,000 pays more taxes than Bill Gates. Right. Well, the reason right. being, I think President Trump said it the best. Truly, he goes, I'm just running by the tax code that you guys wrote. <laughs> And so that's, right. that's what, yeah. what do you think yeah. Bill Gates is doing? You know, I mean, all of them, Elon Musk, um, Jeff Bezos, they're all running by the tax codes that we put together. So you really and I, I am a believer in the fat uh, flat tax. I am because then everybody pays their fair share. So good. That's very, kind of very, very good to hear on fairness. Uh, if we have heard one word in the last two years, almost two years uh, in our culture at large, mainstream media, academia, it is the word equity. Um, how would you define that? And is there a distinction between how you would define it uh, and how maybe people in Washington would define it? Yeah. I, I, well, as you guys know, and Eddie knows this, and you know, a lot of times I'll get myself in trouble for, for saying what I truly believe. And I, I don't back off a lot. Um, if we look at true equity and true equality, then we need to have true equity and equality because, you know, the big deal now is uh, I'll, I'll just go with it. And, and I've said it before, so I don't mind saying it. it's like Black Lives Matter. Well, yeah, I do believe Black Lives Matter because my best friend growing up was black. His name was John Clark. He's my best friend. He is my brother. You know, but I also believe brown lives matter because my family matters. My mom and dad, my grandparents, my sons matter. But I believe white lives matter, too. Because my wife's me, life me matters. Me too, Louie. My, my life, life matters? Yes, Dad. You're wow. my wife, my, my, you know, my mother and father-in-law, my brother-in-law, my nieces and nephews. Okay. And the only way we ever reach true equality and true equity is if we, quit, if we quit separating people by the color of their skins, how much money they have in their pocket, if they're wearing a mask, if they're vaxxed, what car they drive, and where they live. That's how we do it. We treat people equal the way that this country was intended to run. And, you know, and, you know, and, and it's like, well, look at our sins of the past. Well, you know, no country is perfect, but we learn from our history. We don't try and erase it. And we don't and we don't do it by teaching kids of color that they're, you know, we cut them off at the knees and saying you're victims. I don't believe in. I've said it before. I don't believe in CRT. I don't because my parents never brought myself, my brother, my sister up to be victims. They told us to, Go out there and get it. No matter how many times you fall, you pick yourself back up and don't blame anybody else for your failures and just keep going. And sometimes, guess what? We fail and it's just life. And it just, it builds character that way. So 
that's you know that's my two cents i i, I think if we want true equity and equality, then we actually need to start living it and quit dividing us by, you know, all these parameters that they're putting out in front of us now. I don't want unless you beat it into my head. Just <laughs> FY, I'm, a, I'm a strange guy. You know, you got to really just beat it and pummel it into my head. What else, Dowd? You got uh, some great stuff here. Uh, yeah, uh, well, we are having a little bit of friction in uh, foreign affairs lately, aren't we? Um, I, uh, as a libertarian non-interventionist, non uh, I think that Europe which has more people than the United States. And I believe the economy, depending on which countries you include in the Eurozone, uh, is even larger than the United States. Um, the Ukraine situation, it yep. uh, seems to me, at some point, America can't be the global cop. Uh, yep. And I don't want anyone in your Ukraine to suffer. I don't want anyone anywhere to suffer. And I don't want anyone shot by Russians. But I don't really see uh, my 18-year-old nephew who's getting ready to go to Tufts University. I don't really see where his responsibility is someday down the road to be drafted and go fight for the Ukrainians. Uh, what, do you th what do you see on that volatile situation over there? No, you know what? Um, I'm with you, Dowd. I, you know, we spent 20 years in a war. Uh, we lost a lot of men and women, you know, sons and daughters and mothers and fathers. And you know what? We cannot believe that be the world's policeman we can't and and at some point countries have to stand up for themselves you know just like we can't be uh the be all end all for everybody wanting to come to the u.s we have a lot of problems in this country we do and especially in this state you know we lead the <laughs> we lead the country in so many things and not good uh mm -hmm. child poverty right and I know that has nothing to do with the Ukraine, but, you know, we're going to spend billions of dollars in Ukraine or we're going to send billions of dollars to Ecuador. We're going to send billions of dollars to Honduras and on and on and on. But yet we, you know, we have the highest child poverty in the nation in New Mexico. We have one of the worst educations in New Mexico. But yet let's go and spend all these billions and trillions of dollars around the world. You know, there's nothing. And I'm not just saying that, you know, we just got to concentrate on ourselves. But at some point, when do we concentrate on ourselves and our citizens? Because, you know, we we just took in two million people last year. They're expecting another two million this year. So that's twice the population of New Mexico. But yet we can't even graduate our students here in, in New Mexico uh, at, a, at a 12th grade level. You know, we can't bring corporations into New Mexico um, because they're too busy going to Arizona, uh, Texas, and Colorado. So at, at some point, Dad, I do agree with you. At some point, we have to concentrate on our problems and get it right. Because, it, it, I mean, there's going to be problems everywhere. And, and, and if they really want to get it right, then guess what? Then Joe Biden should have stepped up and, and you know what? And he should have shut down North Star Pipeline. Because at that point, he, if he had kept the sanctions on, then Putin wouldn't have had all this money to throw towards war. And, and he wouldn't have. And at some point, some people have to help be held responsible for just screwing up the whole system on what they're doing. Um, but I don't believe that we need to be sending American uh, men and women out there to fight other people's wars. I just don't believe it. Um, and that comes from somebody from a military family. My father served. My uncle brought me up, served. My brother was in the Marines. And I cover the VA every, you know, every week. Yeah, yeah. No, I, 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 I totally reject the view that not wanting to get involved in these campaigns is somehow anti-military. I see it as right. pro-military and respecting the, the, the people who do want to fight for our, our legitimate national security. Uh, really short on time, but we, uh, you mentioned immigration. Um, I think, uh, I don't 
I don't remember when we when we spoke last time. I mean, I don't think you're a you know cut off, cut off seal the border for all eternity type guy, but I think you also are are concerned about lawlessness and and just craziness along the border. How do we how do we navigate our way towards some sort of workable immigration policy? Because clearly, what we've got now is is mostly a mess. Oh, it's just a mess, and, and you know, and I, once again, I, I, um, you know, just like, like you guys, I read the paper all the time and I look at the news, and and I find it interesting that they're talking about how Ukraine is a sovereign, you know, it's a sovereign nation, it's a sovereign country, and they shouldn't be invaded, and they need to protect their borders. Well, it's interesting that Joe Biden and the progressives will say that because they're guess what? We're a sovereign nation and we're not even protecting our borders. You know, they're so worried about the Ukraine's border, but they could care less about our southern border. And so, you know, and 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 at some point we have to, you know, we um, you hit it right. I am not anti-immigration. I'm not I, I, whatsoever. But we need to have a system. And finally, somebody needs to step up and put a good immigration system and work on the laws that we have or just even enforce the laws that we have, because right now, as I've told you guys before, you know, the best man at my wedding moment, my best friends right now, he works for Border Patrol and it's just open and we're getting so much fentanyl coming through. And, you know, if we really care about the children, like Nancy Pelosi was talking about, I'm going to run because I want to take care of the children. Well, well, then take care of the thousands upon thousands we're losing to fentanyl overdoses every year now because we have an open border, the sex trafficking that's coming across the, you know, and now we don't even know. As Fox, I saw that on Fox News, where they don't need all these illegal flights that are landing in all these cities, and nobody even knows how many people are in the are are in the country. At some point, we are a sovereign country, and we do have to protect our border. But you know, we're not saying don't come in; just do it the right way. That's all I want. Mm-hmm, it's mm-hmm. you know, pretty simple uh, process. What do you think about the people who are already here? We have on the one hand people who support you know a million new border patrol agents to round up everybody and deport them in the next month, and then you've got people who just say you know make them full citizens overnight. Is there is there any midway point to rationalize the people who are already here? I'm talking about people who here you know they're not committing felonies; they have been sure. working. Right. Yeah. And and you know what I I think you know citizenship is hard. And I think, but citizenship should be treasured. It truly should. So, you know, I, I um, and I actually have thought about this and, you know, and I'm not a hundred percent, but I, if there's a pathway, then there needs to be a real pathway, just not full amnesty because then there's, I, you know, listen, there's actions have consequences. And, and if you're just coming in, but if you're a, a good part of society, then you know what, then there has to be a pathway. And I think that we should ask for people to come forward or if we identify them, then there should be a pathway. You know, I, I love I love some of the countries that, hey, if you want to come into this country, then guess what? You're going to serve in this military and be willing to sacrifice for citizenship into this country that's considered the greatest country in the world. There has to be some kind of consequences. Um, I'm not big into going and rounding people up because then I think, you know, th- then we put everybody in harm. We put the immigrants that are here in harm. We put our law enforcement in harm. And sure. then of course the national media is going to get a hold of it. And then it's just going to be just a huge mess. Mm. And so I, um, I don't have the right answer, but this is the thing about me. And you and Eddie know that I'm willing to listen and I'm willing to listen to good ideas because I think that's the problem with Washington right now is nobody's willing to listen. Everybody just goes in there and, you know, puts their foot down and says, I'm not going to move. Well, you know, if you have a good idea, I'll be more than willing to listen. And if it makes sense for this country and this state, then guess what? Then I'll support it. Louis, thanks for being here. Dowd, great job. Good insight. Uh, I think excellent stuff. Uh, good night, Darcy. Oh, good night, hey, everybody quick, out Eddie. there. We're going to do a quick plug for oh. you just in a moment. Oh. Don't forget for a complete and total replay for this, yeah. www.rockoftalk.chat. Share it. Uh, it'll all be there. 
just like all of our Saturday shows, brand new, no longer podcasting those as well. You got to go ahead and uh, rifle off absolutely everything. And to learn more about Louis' candidacy, we can find him directly at SanchezForNM.com. SanchezForNM.com. And that's our new website. And thank you guys. And thank you for mentioning Cassie's book. Yeah, it's going over really well. So I, I know. I have that. yet to read it. Oh, uh, me too. I, this weekend, I promise. Yeah. So uh, okay. yeah, that'll read it probably before I will. But uh, <laughs> my, my kid's seventh uh, birthday. But I, will, I promise I'll get it. Louis is as concerned about that as he is about anything. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, you can tell that he is yeah. uh, certainly a good man. Thanks, everybody, for being here. Louis, see you next time. Thank you. And we'll see you bright and early tomorrow, 10 a.m., right here in the Kiva, AM 1600, KIVA, ABQ.FM, rockertalk.com, Louis Louis for CD1. Stay tuned. Ben Shapiro next. This is The Rock of Talk on AM 1600 KIVA Albuquerque.